All right, welcome. It is the High Falutin Podcast, episode 110. It's been an interesting setup here, but it is your pals, Mario and Brian. What's up, everybody? What's up, Mario? What's up? I'm actually not too far from Brian today. Just uh, logistics couldn't be there in uh, his bunker studio. His, yeah, right, uh, right across the water. Glacial studio. Yeah. And we've got our friend Rich from All About App right here today. So, Rich, how's it going? It's going great. Good to, good to be back, fellas. Hey, thanks for joining us again. Yeah. So, yeah, so check out all of our information online, skibonepodcast.com. Check us out on our socials, twitter.com slash skibonepodcast, instagram.com slash skibonepodcast, facebook.com slash skibonepodcast, Pinterest, we're on there, highfalutins, and uh, SoundCloud as highfalutin dash bum. I think I got like five pins since the last time we spoke, which is really? like an, a, a, just an utter disbelief to me. A total record. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really crushing it with the with the you know the Pinterest housewives. Getting your pin on, no doubt. That's I, awesome. I couldn't believe we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I was looking at like garage storage solutions, yeah. and I found so much good stuff on Pinterest. It's incredible. I I'm looking place to be. I'm always looking for pallet wood stuff, which of course I can't build, but it just looks cool. Yeah, there's so much. Um, like some <sighs> people are just so creative and so yeah, handy and yeah and i'm just not one of them yeah dare to dream though but i'm really dare to dream at drinking beer yes so with that it's time for our pray today boom so why don't we start with our guest so yeah. rich was able to get some to secure some really excellent beers from a really beautiful location good old jackson hole oh, special place good old jackson hole yeah so i met uh i was at a uh, a Wyoming media event, I guess it was back in the fall. And I wish I could remember the oh, winter in Wyoming. That was the name of it. It was winter in Wyoming and it was in, it was in the city and I had the opportunity to meet uh, Gavin Fine of uh, part owner of the, he's a renowned chef and a part owner of the fine dining group out in Jackson hole. And we got to chatting because at the time I was doing a little research for a, an article I was writing for Made Man on ski themed beers, and we were just chatting food because, uh, you know, I'm a foodie and why not talk food with, uh, you know, a well-known chef? And then I was like, and then he started telling me about the beers because we were drinking at the time. We were drinking a uh, Family Vacation, which is an awesome beer from Roadhouse. I was like, hey, you know, I'm working on this this ski themed beer roundup. Uh, do you have any ski themed beers? And smile ear to ear. Uh, gets <laughs> phone out and he's like, not yet, but we will in like three weeks. And pulls out the graphics for his Loose Boots Opera IPA with Roadhouse Brewing Company, of co- which he is also part owner of. The graphics are, I think they're kind of cool. I mean, they, they're, they are what they are. They're Loose Boots. They're awesome. I love the typography too. Yeah. I mean, they got some really cool lettering in here. The colors are great. Like the bottles, like that little... Is it a little like, stubby? Yeah, the stubby size. Like yeah. everything about this bottle is just it's fun. Like you want to keep looking at it. It is. They I will say this. They are aside from this beer, which is I think is really good. Um their their marketing is really cool. You know, they've got like cool sayings all over their bottles and oh nice. I mean, three everyone says, you know, like this one says paired pairs with tired legs, loaded nachos, <laughs> and slopeside live music. Three of my <laughs> favorite things. Yeah, which Basically, I wish that was kind of like every day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny. Brian and I opened these. We, we've, now this is probably the second or third time I've had this, but we, we cracked these open and you can instantly get the 
like the citrus aroma from from the hops and, and that's the first thing you kind of smell and then it smells like a way heavier beer it does it, it's it, got it's very oh, really? the nose is really Punchy. heavy yeah mm-hmm. and then but huh. the first sip you, you get hit with that kind of like that citrusy explosion and then it kind of mellows out and it i think it sits really well i, I like i think it's an actually a great great opry ski beer it's it's pretty light it's got some good flavor um it's refreshing i i think he, they nail it when they say it pairs well with tired legs i, <laughs> I would you know I, I i think it kind of seeps down through my body and, and brings the the sensation back to my feet from my ski boots <laughs> you know, which you know actually i still don't feel my toes from about three weeks ago uh, when i was out there maybe this will help bottom up back to life yeah i, I just again i keep looking at this bottle like i just want to keep having this bottle in front of me for hours you know like i can i don't i can't remember if we had this when we were in jackson we must have at some point i remember we drank a lot from snake river brewing but so I, yeah the, uh, that's the the living room of Jackson Hole, I believe they they refer to it as. Do they? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they had that one beer. It was like had like a uh, like a husky on it. it. Was an IPA? Yes. Cocoa. Pecos. That was so Pecos. good. Pecos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> like the beer whisperer. I mean, right the off beer. the bat, it says here on the bottle a golden orange face shot of Northwest <laughs> hops. <laughs> Knock it back and another, and still get home for dinner. Like everything about, again, like I love everything about this bottle. One of the other cool marketing campaigns that they do is that they, every one of their, or the majority of their bottles have different bottle caps. So I think they, something I read, it's like either 107 different bottle caps that they. Really? Yeah. 107, 107 designer caps appear randomly on, on all their beer bottles. Oh, that's pretty interesting. And uh, apparently some of them are are rarer than others. So they're kind of like, they encourage people to collect them and then post them on social media and they run contests to give you prizes based on that's the so, caps that you've collected and everything like that. That's so cool. Yeah. It's way better than my Drake's Daryl strawberry card that I got yeah. after getting ring, funny bones back in the day. And hoes and diabetes <laughs> yeah. and fatness. Yeah. And- <laughs> diabetes yeah. is the gift that you'll, you'll keep forever. Instant aging. Yeah. Like even like little things like the barcode is like the shape of the Tetons. There's okay. like the Grand Teton in the middle there. I never even realized that. Again, you can you can keep looking at this bottle and find something new every time you look at it. It's so awesome. So well done, folks at Roadhouse Brewing. Yeah, and thank you for for bringing these. These yeah. are great. We're gonna well, we'll have to crack the avarice and greed too, which I brought from them at some point. And talk about that, but yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I. I actually just did a blog post on them. I posted on my site on Tuesday, I believe it was this week. Uh, and when I had sent it out to Gavin and uh, the person who handles their, their PR uh, Madeline and, and they were like, you know, we appreciate how big of a fan you guys, you are of us. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of people that are just doing cool stuff and are really passionate about it. And yeah. like just talking to, to him you know, for like the 10 or 15 minutes that I did at this event, I was like, you could tell the guy was into what he did. Yeah. You know, and was like, oh, that's into cool. Like food and pairing food with, with good beer. And then really like it kind of almost extends beyond that into the community because they like, actually I, I didn't even bring this up, but loose boots, this, this beer is actually a collaboration with their, their neighbors in Jackson hole, uh, Steo outdoor apparel. Yeah. I saw that on there on the, uh, so, the label there. Yeah. So they're all about like, you know, connecting the community <laughs> to to their beer and and kind of really putting that 
fourth in, in, you know, every, I guess, every beer that they brew. So we can tell there's so much care has gone onto this, you know, just to not just the beer inside, but again, to the label, to the branding, to the design, to the little details in there, like to the bottle caps, the 107 just, different bottle like caps. I just want to write some of these sayings in their bottles. I want to get this stuff tattooed on me, I think. <laughs> are, the are the stories you'll tell only thing sweeter than a seamless run down untouched backcountry pow are the stories you'll tell sipping this opera ipa oh that wow i just got deeper I, I mean i seriously i could finish this in about 30 seconds yeah but the problem That's is really cool i know if we had more of them we could yeah. do that <laughs> that's why we have the belgian the belgian strong the, the averson greed oof that's oh, gonna be watch a, you, a little, little watch you describe that one we have before you drink it yeah we'll, we'll, uh, we'll break in later yeah we'll break yeah we'll we'll, we'll have like a, uh, a, like a fox fox news flash we'll, apre flash we'll have an, an apre apre ski beer yeah a part do part, part, part yeah. <laughs> all right mario what do you got over there so i have a limited um i had limited time and and i had to get something on the way back from from work so i stopped at a little place and uh saw a good old favorite a nice little uh Left-hand milk stout. Nice. So I love this beer. I actually have it. I love it on draft. I had it on nitro one day, and it was really good. It is good um, on nitro. I've had it on nitro. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. It's got like a nice creamy yeah, texture and everything. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a chocolate I'm milkshake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like. I actually, you know, I've drank it on on draft so much that I didn't realize the the uh, the bottle is really cool. Like they have, you know, milk stout and nice cool font, but they have this cow on it with hands all over it, left hands all over it. So it's pretty neat. But um, and it's purple, purple, purple ale, Brian. That's a big positive in my book. Big positive, Brian's Very a purple, purple man, so that's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like it. It it really does remind me when I'm drinking it. I definitely don't think I'm drinking a chocolate milk, but it reminds me so much of chocolate milk, and it's just delicious. It's a lighter style, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, it's not heavy at all. I mean, it looks ominously like it's going to be dark and heavy, but you drink it and it's like, it's got like a, a darker taste, but it's really not a, a, a heavy beer at all. Did you get one of the nitro bottles or just the uh, the regular one? I got, no, I didn't get a nitro bottle. Because they actually have the nitro regular. bottles too. Yeah. Is that the oh, same really? one or is that a different one? I might be. I think that's, not, I think that's a different one. stout. Okay, yeah, I think it's a different one. Yeah, we're looking at Left Hand's website, so we're looking at it. Yeah, nice. milk stout nitro. Oh, maybe it is the same one. Yeah. Oh wow! I guess they use that technology that uh, Guinness has. Guinness right? has. Yeah. yeah, the CO two pod in there, or whatever. Yeah. Sweet. But yeah, what's their one beer? Um, I can't remember one of the ones I really, really like from them. Left hand. I I always noticed the milk stout. I don't know what it, they did have a, a few other beers that I did like. Do they have an IPA? Stranger. Stranger. Which I've always kind of been curious about, given their name. Like I was That's wondering, awesome. like, does it? You know, you know, you can go over the dictionary on this one if you want. <laughs> but I was wondering. Have the, you ever had a stranger? What? Yeah. yeah exactly. What? <laughs> so, I've always wondered that if that was the the uh, inspiration by that behind the name. It could be. There's like, there's like, or, or like a saw or something, right? It's got some new designs going on their bottles yeah. here. It looks like. So. Yeah, I don't remember this bottle, so and I think I've seen it. I've seen Old the milk stop before, so I don't think changed it. 
extrovert. Oh, sawtooth ale. There it is. That's the one. Yeah, there it is. Okay. It's got a saw on it. Nice. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, a, I think they redid all their bottles though. They used to be a little more drab. Now they're yeah. very colorful and. Yeah, they were like farmy, rustic looking before, and now they're like kind of cool, bright and vibrant. Yeah, kind of like Narnia-ish or something. They <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of animals and creatures going on. Yeah, what's yeah. I don't know. It's kind of maybe just real bits of uh, of of fawns in there. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, right. I'm thinking I'm um, having chocolate milk here, so the the cow on it goes well, perfect. All right, let's get into the Genjula. I don't think we got our bean of the week from our pal Frank this week. So, you know, I like that because Frank really follows our schedule where we're really slack and kind of laid back. So we'll get it eventually. That's all right, man. We'll get it next time. That's there, right. There's definitely been some interesting things going on in the world of cannabis lately, especially this week. And one of those things is the good old Attorney General Jeff Sessions at it again. But somehow his little war on drugs has actually somehow brought Democrats and Republicans together against him which is something quite unique wow. since uh, maybe the Clinton administration. Yeah, seriously, right? So I guess you know, breaking it down, the long and the short of it is when, when Donald Trump was running for president, he said that marijuana laws should be left to the states. And all the states that have legalized were extremely happy about that. Cool, we're doing our experiment. If it works for us, it works for us. We don't have to do it everywhere. And because uh, now 29 states and the District of Columbia have been legalized in some form including medical. And now uh, Sessions is trying to step up his, his war on drugs and, and get marijuana illegal. And Republicans have always historically placed states' rights above encroachment by the federal government. So a lot of Republican senators are pissed off that, hey, you said you're going to leave it to the states, and now you're starting to have the, the federal government crack down, which is bringing the Democrats who want to legalize and the Republicans who want to keep states' rights above federal together well yeah you start doing that and then they're gonna step in about what else you know that's the other thing they got to think of and that's the slippery slope you know like and again everyone always wants to jump to the nazi germany example like what happens when the the government takes control and starts removing freedoms away but you know what's what's a better example you know like first they come for the marijuana where they come for next maybe the lifties maybe they look for the illegal lifties are they, are they going to bust them? That's, you know, that's right. And then before you know it, you got baby Hitler getting born again. Then you got baby Hitler. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. It all it all comes down to that baby Hitler. Yeah, and again, you don't you, like baby Hitler. You gotta you gotta you know. And you vote know what, you for know, legalization. You don't have to be a weed person. You know, it's really more of just a, a people voted. The, the people chose to either legalize or not legalize, and the federal government should allow the states to keep that practice in place. And that's really kind of why we keep bringing this up like because it's like every week there's a, the same story is here but it's really about freedom and that's one of the best things about skiing is when you're out there you know there's no speed limits there's it's just you gravity and how how hard do you want to hit it you know and it's it it's one of the most pure examples of freedom you can have that was was that pun intended how hard do you want to hit it yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> where else do you get to do that you know <laughs> just rip however you want however hard and fast you want to do it in this this day and age so 
Hard and fast. I mean, you're really using all the right words. Rip. I'm trying. Rip. I'm trying to. There's the poetry here. You would think. I and we're back to the stranger. To be this. Uh, this literal. And we're back here. to the stranger, right? Back to the stranger. Who? What? Who? Uh, what? Yeah. Are you sitting on your hammer, Brian? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's interesting to see that this. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how many other countries the people would be this pissed off and fighting back against the government. Which you know, it's uh, it's nice it's government to control it's issue. I think you know, as as people just kind of roll over and give their rights away a lot more than we used to. It's nice seeing that people are still getting fired up about something. So, I guess all we can do is just keep fighting the man. You gotta fight somebody. You gotta fight somebody. You gotta fight the power. Man, man. So, New Jersey, the state that Rich and I reside in and Mario used to, we got a new governor last week, and his whole we've talked about it in the past before that his one of his initiatives and one of the things that he he uh, ran on was that he wanted to get marijuana legalized in new jersey within a hundred days i gotta be honest with you i thought it was gonna be done already so did i it's been I, a week I, i'm wondering what's taking him so long it's been a week i mean because i i as a teacher I, aren't they going to use the money from marijuana to fund the pension that was one of the big so, initiatives and, and, yeah and as a teacher who at some point will hopefully collect the pension i was you know and the there you go it's been underfunded yeah i'm like well this is fantastic Pension by weed. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Whatever gets a job done. Whatever whatever gets it done. For me. So what, what they did now, they're, still, they're going to a 60-day study uh, of the state's medical marijuana programs. And originally, the I guess Corzine signed it in before he left office mm. the, to get medical in New Jersey. Christie came in and like locked it down. I mean, you have to be like stage four cancer, uh, HIV or AIDS. Yeah, and there's only like four growers or three growers and like a handful of dispensaries. Nine dispensaries like they really maybe? screwed it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. five dispensaries. And they said that about 15,000 people have access total because it's so strict wow. on who can get it. So now they're talking about, you know, kind of like stage one is loosen the medical um, uh, restrictions. So, you know, you think about New Jersey has it so strict. And then you think of like California right before they legalized, it was like, they had those like shady doctors on staff. Well, didn't I tell you that uh, Mike Tyson is opening up like a a, a farm, right? Like, farm, a, like a grow house. Yeah, in yeah in, in Nevada. That's awesome. It, no, I think it's in California. Oh, it's in California. It's in okay. California. Yeah. Okay. Could you imagine, like, <laughs> dude? He had, behind the counter. He had Bitcoin ATM. He's a, he's a champ. No, so he's a uh, he's on top he's, of things. You know, he's he is he's always been the trendsetter. Really, he's he's always at the forefront of. of you know, what needs to be done? How many others had face tattoos before Mike? Uh, the Vikings. And other than that, nobody. Maybe yeah. a few Samoans, perhaps? Yeah, yeah perhaps. Samoans. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a Samoan thing. Great yeah. conquerors. That's it. Yeah. Tyson's bringing it back. I've seen at least four other people with face tattoos because of Mike. I feel like it's Mike. Because of Mike. Um, and the guys in prison with the teardrop tattoo. Lil Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you guys got to come down to Florida. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's got face tattoos. Hold, 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 you want to see tattoos? It's his tattoo capital. <laughs> <laughs> tattoo city man well aren't, aren't they saying like that a lot of those retirement communities are kind of like almost like the new college for them because a lot of them you know they lost a spouse so they're in these retirement communities and there's all kind of stds and stuff going on because these old folks are partying Banging away like the olympic village getting viagra yeah you know oh you missed it the one week i think you were supposed to be on and you couldn't make it yeah we had a conversation because we were talking the olympics were the topic yeah. and we talked about all the different you know, events and kind of focused on skiing. And we were trying to figure out if we had to create the perfect future American skier. 
what oh, who man, we... woman would we use to make those? Would it be like a Ted Liggety, Michaela Schifrin mix? Ooh, would it be a Bodie Lindsay mix? So we're, are we're pulling from past? From the past? We're pulling from American past, Olympians. Current, well, whatever. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, is we, Michaela we Schifrin is, I mean, was she like 21? 21 or 22, I think. Right? Yeah. And she's arguably the greatest ever already. Girls in a prime. Getting she's there, up yeah. there, right? I mean, in looks, cup wise, yeah, she's world cup wise. Have her stats are, have got to be up near the top if they aren't at the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was like one week where she finished. I think the week where she she won Killington, so she won the 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 slalom, finished second in the giant slalom, and the next week she goes out and wins the downhill. Like, did she? Did yeah. she race the downhill too? She won the downhill. Yeah, that week. That's oh. ridiculous. Yeah, you know, to win all three disciplines like that, or to be that good at all three disciplines. Well, Michaela Schifrin's, you know, very pretty as well. But I mean, Lindsey Vaughn is Lindsey Vaughn, and she's she's yeah, she's both like a pound in Lindsey too. You she's, know, like whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just, Urban Dictionary out again. Because think of how many how many knee surgeries has she had? How many how much has she gone through and right. still, still come back? Incredible! I actually I really hope she has a, a good final Olympics. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be great to see her win again. So yeah, we're just kind yeah, of that's think, interesting. That's, we were discussing it. We're like, I mean, what? Are, I know if we're going for you know, are we going for speed or for comfort? Do we throw in a Tommy Moe in there? Yeah, you know, do we Johnny Mosley? Johnny Mosley. I think we got to pull from all the genetic material that's out there at this current time. And then we're pulling off like Peekaboo Street. Like there's Peekaboo. Boom. We were. Well, the, yeah. Could get a snowboarder, Lindsay Jacob Ellis, you know, Jamie love, Anderson. I do love Lindsay Jacob Ellis. She's a so, you know, we're thinking like, okay, if we had to create, you know, who, who is going to be. I think be, we got to bracket this out. We got to do a bracket. Skier. Like the Ivan Drago of skiing in like 2040. How do we make them now? I don't think you focus on one. I think you got to make a bunch of them. See how it comes out. So go like twin. That's right. Be like the, you know, the Schwarzenegger you, and you get the Danny DeVito. <laughs> One could be a snowboard, one could be a skier. Yeah, like, you know, uh, you know, first version, second version, you know, and just kind of mix them up. Oh, you got a Sean White, too? You know, or Mark McMorris. Oh, yeah. Because isn't Bodie, he's Tanner like, Hall. a big dude, isn't he? He's throwing Tanner Hall. But Bodie was, Bodie was really good. Like, wasn't Bodie good at all disciplines, too? Pretty much, correctly? yeah. Yeah. He almost just went too hard. Yeah. Hmm. So this is just something to think about. Like if you know, if if you were if you were the doctor running the laboratory to make the I'm IP thinking perfect. Well, then I'm thinking Mike American. Tyson and Lindsey Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Now I got, I got Mike. Uh, you know. <laughs> 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 How do we make the ideal perfect opera? Oh, Michael Michael Jordan and Michaela Schiffer. <laughs> <laughs> Michael the Phelps basketball playing. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Michael We're Phelps and Sean White, and you just mix up like double, triple. I don't know. Just we were trying to keep it one on one, but now in, <laughs> in the ski field. But now, yeah, I mean, we could get all freaking. Uh, I mean, we'd we have get to... outside the line. The greatest what is it called, people. Of all time? Is that the study? It's the study of. Uh... Uh, I'm not a science guy. No, nah, we're getting all Gattaca on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm Gattaca, sure. this. That's right. But yeah, so yeah, that's just something we kind of. You know, I have there. to think about this, and you know. Perhaps uh, I'll come up with our be a good article too. It would be this time. Our... Olympics start next week, so you know, very timely as well. Is it? All... No, it's the, the eighth. Two weeks. Ceremonies are the eighth of the ninth. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. To get two weeks to write the story. I will. You know what? It's definitely it. something to ponder. I think you write the story and include a bracket at the end of it, and people can fill out their own oh. bracket. See, I think the bracket. I think you need more. 
to make the bracket. But that well, the that's where it's possible to make your own. Yeah. Well, then, then you can go all time, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you can get ski personalities. Get Billy in there and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Like, like Stein yeah. Erickson. I mean, how do you not put Stein in this? There you go. I say mix I them know. all in. So, 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 so Murphy's Murphy's funding the pension. So he's trying to, so they're trying to loosen <laughs> the restrictions on who can get medical. So again, like California, it's like, oh, you know what? I have a stomach ache. Oh, here's a prescription for weed. Yeah. So is it going to go that far? Is it going to probably be in the middle somewhere? But it'll be, uh, again, very interesting to see what's going on. I, in the, know this guy. I hope it's at the level is I have paranoia no, that I'm not going to get weed. And then they just, you know. They were, dude, the freaking state Senate went to Colorado. Like a bunch of guys went to Colorado like four or five times the last two yeah, years yeah, on they, our dime. Yeah, because they were, get high. they were going to get high. <laughs> yeah, let me. Yeah, or they had to get high. It's yeah. research. They were doing, you know, field studies. They were doing field research. Listen, yeah, it was funny. I wrote that, like I said, I wrote that, that ski themed beer article. And my editor, who's one of my best friends, were riding up to Vermont two weeks ago. And he's like, there were like 14 beers in there. Like, did you drink every one of them? I was like, <laughs> yes, I did. Every last one of them. I, I cannot t- six or of so each. I can understand <laughs> these centers, you know, pension for research and getting getting it right, really. Yeah, it's all about accuracy, right? <laughs> well, you know, the people the people have spoken, they want you to lead them and, and do the right thing. And you, you can't know what the right thing is unless you've tried it. So just saying here's awesome. Yeah. I was telling Brian, speaking of trying it, that uh, I was reading that uh, American Desperado book, and the guy has a story about how he roofied uh, – not roofied. He put quaaludes in uh, in just drinks at this club that he had, and uh, uh, what's the guy? It was um, – Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan was there, and he, he tells this story of how he sees Ed Sullivan, so right away he's like – I'm going to blackmail this guy. So he, he roofies, he puts uh, quaaludes in his drink, gives it to him. And he, you know, Ed Sullivan was hanging out with this really hot, you know, prostitute that he had at these, these events. Allegedly. And allegedly. And, uh, oh no, he paid him. So <laughs> he tells the girl, you know, take, take Ed back and, you know, show him a good time. And he's very straight, you know, just like Ed Sullivan was like, you know, the, the model of like, you know, Doing everything by the book, you wholesome know, Eddie American, Haskell. Yeah, wholesome Americana. Yeah. So he goes in the back room. So he's like trying to find a camera. Now it's kind of funny because in the middle of the story, he's like trying to find a camera. He's like sending somebody out to go buy one of those disposable because, you know, not like today where you're like, yeah, I got a phone. I'm going to take a picture. It's like he had to look for a camera. So he gets a camera, goes back there, and Ed Sullivan is like on the floor in the corner crying, like just freaking out. And it's like, so he, he calls the guy's uh, really? bodyguard. He's like, um, calls the guy's bodyguard. He's like, get him out of here. He, he mishandled one of the girls. And it's this whole, like, it's just crazy. But he wanted to see what would happen with it, you know, with uh, giving Ed Sullivan drugs. And it's that's exactly what happened. It's crazy. <laughs> the good old days. Oh, he man. freaked him out. Wholesome. It might have been, it might have been, uh, uh, oh, no, it was LSD that he put in. His drink. Oh Jesus! So he was tripping out, and he's like, "I might have fried Ed Sullivan's brain." He's like, "I got to figure out a way out of this." It's crazy. Yeah, you got to be careful out there, people. People giving you drinks. Watch out. That's right. Hey, drink this. You got to look first. Well, that wraps up the trip in the gondola. Let's go to ski news.
So we start off with the sad story first. So Rich, you actually texted me this morning, and uh, that's when I find out about this. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, the 25th of January. Uh, pioneering, inspiring snow sports filmmaker Warren Miller, 93, dies at Orca's Island home. So, you know, we've talked about Warren Miller, you know, countless times before. We went to the movie this couple months ago. You know, have gone to the last couple of years. You know, he's pretty much the most inspiring, pioneering ski snowboard filmmaker ever. You know, he was the first guy to do it. He was living out of a van. He was just recording. He was living the true ski bum dream and uh, turned it into his career, to his passion, to his life. Um, and it was weird, too. Like, the last movie... I don't know if you picked. I think we of, talked it's about kind it. Kind of coincidental, right? The way things were kind of they talked like the beginning was very weird. Like it was very, it almost seemed like they knew something was up. It, it took me a minute for it to register that like line of descent was more than just the line you were skiing. It was actually a passing of the torch. Yeah, and mm. you know, I thought, I thought it like I said that was like one of the first things that struck me this morning. You know, when I found out that I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting that you know, the, the, the passing of the torch, you know, and here, here Warren Miller ends up dying. And, you know, even the imagery in the front, the, the beginning yeah. of the movie too, yeah. it showed like, you know, childhood and this weird kind of you know, old, old footage yeah. and like it, it, him as like recently. And, you know, I wonder if a lot of, I mean, I'm sure, you know, in the, if you're in the know, you knew he was still alive, but it's one of those things where like, you always kind of, I, I, I almost never really expected him to go. You know, like, yeah, it was like, I was like, ah, it's, you know, he's the guy's gonna live forever. He's Warren Miller, you know. He's, well, he was still skiing at like a really old age. I don't know if he just gave it up, but I, I think I remember seeing something that yeah. he was still out there skiing every, you know, every winter. So, yeah, well, I mean, I like, I'm firmly convinced that skiing is like the fountain of youth. I really, I like, I this summer I did an interview with this guy, uh, George Jedinoff who is uh he's he's in tight with the ski utah guys and uh, he's turned 100 i remember seeing that article yeah yeah he did 100, yeah. Turned 100 and i interviewed him and he got to ski at alta alta like ran a lift for him and, and so grew some snow and he, this is what like august or something this, or this was july 5th i believe it was awesome here, wow years old, so awesome skied and and you know it was just it was so interesting to talk to have the opportunity to talk to him and, and listen to how like you know how much he values you know his, his life and what he does and and like you know i just like he kept referring to kind of skiing as dessert you know it's <laughs> nice dessert it's dessert and he was telling me like he skied um it's one of his good friends who's also in his mid-90s and i gotta think of the guy's name uh, junior banus who's a very famous uh ski patroller and he's like oh, he's one of my good friends i still ski with him today and junior's like 95 years old Wow, Miller, Miller was skiing, you know, and and like I said, you know, what did I say? Oh, George Jedinoff was saying how it's dessert, and what did Warren Miller say? Um, you know, like it's like he's never worked a day in his life, you know, like yeah, it's great to just never work a day, and you're like you love what you do so much that you're never working a day in your life that it's just like dessert. Yeah, you know? that's what we're that's what we're all trying great. to do here with these uh yeah. with our little our little ski businesses here. Yeah. You know, we're trying to make that because again, you know, if Warren Miller didn't do it. We wouldn't be here doing this. That's for sure. No doubt. That actually Warren Miller really, really uh, kind of affected me because when I started learning how to ski, like at 18, uh, one of the reasons, you know, one of the things and one of the reasons that got me motivated to even try, I mean, I was in in college and uh, 
it was they war miller movies we like we would watch them all the time like that looks so great it looks like you're in heaven and for me it's been a spiritual thing and i think it's um a lot of the way he he worded and phrased things as being like kind of like a uh an, an out of like the norm out of like almost like out of body kind of there's something Zen like about it. And I think a lot of the movies I saw kind of described it as there's something there that you can't really describe. You try to, but like, and for me that always stuck. And then when I, when I actually skied and when I think the first time I skied a big mountain was uh Tahoe uh, heavenly. And I tell you what, it was like, I was like, this is like, like being in heaven. It was great. Yeah, because you, you see those movies and you see these places, you're like, wow, imagine if I could ski right. there, you know, and then you actually end up going to these places and you're like, yeah, this is better than I ever could have imagined. The movies are mesmerizing, right? It's yeah. Just, yeah. I, I actually have been watching a bunch. My daughters are, are young, but we, you know, we get up on Saturday mornings and I'll, I'll throw them on every once in a while, providing they, they don't want to watch like, you know, Jack <laughs> Raven's Home or some nonsense. But, um, but they're into it and they're, you can see like they're, they're, mouths are like jaw dropping you know and it's weird too like i remember growing up i i i know what you're saying mario like i felt like everywhere i went there was always a warm miller video on yeah it was like you woke up in the morning you were getting ready to go to the to the hill and it was like you found a channel and warren miller was on yeah i, I don't even like i don't know if that's true or if that's in my mind or but i feel like every time i was there there was always a warren miller movie on and you're right it did like it just gets you, it gets you fired up. It does yeah. get you, it, it does inspire. And I, I mean, his, his, you know, kind of monotone voice and dry sense of humor. And have you guys read? Yeah. That? It was like a wholesome, friendly, like I haven't read voice. It. it's pretty new. It came out a year or two it came ago. Out a year ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually reading right now. It's super, super interesting. He's, his life is interesting. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not all milk and honey. Yeah. That was rough. Or milk, really rough at or first. Milk stout and honey for that. <laughs> Well, I tell you, like his voice was like a wholesome voice. Like, you know, he, he wasn't like it was like you, you trusted his voice. Like it was just something about that voice sure. while he's describing something yeah. was yeah. like it kind of felt, you know, like I don't know, like in a, like a, a second father or something like that. Him talking. It was pretty cool. But I, I, think I, I tell the you, movie, like, you it, it showed what was possible, you know, yeah. because, again, you're on your local hill. You're just kind of cruising down. You're like, oh, I'm just kind of trying to get better doing what I'm doing. It's like, but yes, do that but also realize that this is possible. These places right. exist. You can find them, you know, just yeah. go out, push yourself, find these places. They're there. Yeah. For me too, his movies were like, um, it, when I first started seeing his movies, it was the first time I saw like no talking action movie with like cool music that set the tone for somebody actually doing stuff. And I think that's what people associate now. And that's why people wear headphones or have music when they ski or board because i think it's just like you get that when you're watching a movie you're like i want that feeling i want that you know that cool experience you know and the one this year the line of descent like we've talked about it before like i feel that one was soundtrack was pretty awesome the soundtrack was dynamite like it was so good the locations were great like i mean this one was one of the best ones in the last five six years yeah i would agree with you on that yeah it's definitely nice i actually bought it as soon as it came out too and watched it a couple times like i just i loved it i thought it was just so good Cool. Yeah, a lot of his music too. I mean, I would go out and uh and look for some of the artists that were on the soundtrack because I was like, Oh, that's a cool, you know, that's cool music. But it wasn't like from a well known artist, like when, you know, way back. So it was kinda cool to get exposed to some new music that like 
you know, he started doing that. And then now a lot of other people started doing like, you know, up and coming or unknown artists. But like, I don't know, that was like one of the first experiences for me being exposed to some of that. Yeah, this this season on the the middle one of the like the middle sequences they were in Wyoming or not Wyoming um Montana and they were doing like the snowmobiling and they had the oh, guys that was sick. they had the one song by the band is Foreign Air and the song is Free Animal it's still like I get goosebumps thinking about it like so I'll play it like one a couple times a week and like kind of like inspire myself to you know to to keep pushing this podcast to keep trying to you know break away from the daily grind and to you know, follow my, my vision and dreams. It's like everything about the song, like just reminds me of skiing and again, freedom, you know, talked about it plenty of times already today, you know, that, that doing what you, you feel like you're on this planet uh, to do. I think he had a quote about freedom in terms of like the first time he put on skis and I can't remember it. When he was roller skating in that movie, in line of descent, he was showing himself as a little kid. They uh, replicated it. He was on roller skates right. and he yeah. skated till he like the wheels like wore to nothing. So they were like metal wheels back then. Oh, everything was made out of metal way back. It was great. Yeah, he's like, that was that. I've never experienced that before, that feeling of freedom, just roller skating. And nice. uh, that was like his first taste. He was like nine or 10 or whatever when he got them. And that kind of set him down this path. Very cool. Beautiful thing. So, so Warren, thank you so much for everything you've ever done. Uh, rest in peace. Prayers to all your family. And uh, I know you've got the entertainment group in very good hands with johnny mosley and all those folks jesse and you know the folks we've worked with in the past they're uh they're definitely well, gonna carry on his legacy well who's running didn't he like try to pass at least the uh i think his son did some commentating too right he was trying to pass the torch some of at least some i think he sold it son sold it though in 2000 i know i know his son took over and i want to say in the 90s or late 80s maybe it was the late 80s and then he sold it in 2001 maybe and but it's been it's been sold a number of times since then oh wow yeah is he still part of it or he's kind of just out? Uh, he was in and out of it you know it wasn't uh he wasn't as you know, prominent evolved, or yeah but, but yeah he was yeah involved. now warren miller he did the um did he do the commentating for the last movie that's been johnny mosley the last couple oh johnny mosley okay he did he did do some commentary uh, you know, in, in recent, like, I, I want to say up until almost 2010. Like one or two little bits yeah. in there or something. Or like a, like a segment with him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, good to see he had a good life. It seemed like he had a lot of people that adored him. So. Hey, he's always going to be there as inspiration for us. That's for sure. Hey, I got the DVDs, man. I still watch them even in Florida, even when it's hot as balls. <laughs> well, so I can, cool right that's right and i dream about getting out on the slopes again well you're not far away from snow now so yeah it's nice and cold out so speaking of snow and speaking of skiing again uh let's take it to cortina d'ampezzo italy <laughs> uh now i've been there but uh we're a big fan of julia mancuso and uh she had her last uh event before retirement uh, up, in, up in Cortina. Um, and she wore, the cool thing about it is for her last race, she wore a Wonder Woman suit, so which awesome. was uh, a nice red cape with a big J on it uh, and a tiara, plastic tiara. And even her boots matched the outfit. It was pretty yeah, cool. Pretty boots dope. and socks. That's so yeah. awesome. Like, talk about like going out like on your own terms. Yeah, I think she. I remember I see her. I saw her in the in the gate with the bib, and she kind of held it up, and then she tossed it aside and 
three, two, one, go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize like how, how many like medals she won. She was highly decorated. If she didn't, she had started having hip injuries. If she didn't have that, she probably would have gone. Now, how old is she? She's in her thirties. Um, I think late thirties, 37, maybe. Yeah. Was she yeah. 33? Jeez. I, yeah. Yeah. I thought she was. Yeah. I thought it was right on there. Cause I guess her and Lindsay Vaughn are like the same age, right? Yeah. Yeah, she had a really bad hip injury, though, that she kind of had a tough time coming back from. And I guess that's too, like, it was just kind of still giving her a little problem. Hips are are tough, you know, especially because just how important they are in skiing, obviously, you know. And if if you have pain there, and again, with almost anything in skiing, anything lower body, if if you question a movement or don't want to push yourself to a certain degree, there's no way you can win. There's no way you can be the best. Yeah, I mean, especially on, on at those, that level, on, on that level, on those types of uh, those types of tracks. Like, I mean, the differences between the times are, yeah. frac- you know, fractions of a second. Yeah, and she didn't have a she didn't have an easy life either. I was reading something on her a few, um, I think when she was retiring, like while the the event was going on, and I didn't realize like her dad was arrested for marijuana uh, trafficking. And was in jail. And when she was growing up, it's like he wasn't there. It was like it was wasn't an easy life. And I'm like, wow, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing that she, you know, came through it. But it seems like you know her family's pretty nice. It's just her dad got mixed up in that and shouldn't have been illegal anyway. So yeah, it's kind of a stupid thing. But yeah, but yeah it's like this whole him. backstory of like stuff she went through. I'm like, wow. Yeah, her and Lindsey Vaughn used to race since they've been nine years old. Oh, that's awesome. That crazy. 24 years they've been racing each other. Wow. That is really cool. Yeah, she just she just is like the the perfect, you know, like California ski right person, you know? Like she just has that that carefree attitude that, you know, hit it hard but have fun doing it attitude. So, now does she have the to- most medals as a as an Olympian uh woman American racer? Does she? I don't know. She has a lot, which I didn't realize. I don't know who holds the record for. Her. I I didn't know that. Well, does it say that in this article here? Because I thought, uh, well, you know, you always think Lindsay when you think of the most medals. Lindsay's trying to get. Does she? She, she missed, missed the last, the last Olympics. Yeah, I think Lindsay. They said is like one away from tying or something like that. Lindsay's also though she's won a lot of World Cup stuff. So right. I think she's on like what one or two races away from being the. Yeah, Julia Mancuso, the most decorated woman skier in U.S. history. There wow. you go. So, how many medals did she win? Though, I thought it was like four or five or something. She's got a, a gold in the giant slalom, a silver in the downhill, a silver in the combined, and a bronze in the combined. So four. Oh, they said she has. All right. She has four Olympic gold medals, five world championships, and 36 World Cup medals. Jeez. Wow. So I don't know if that's just Olympics or World Cup, too. So they were saying that Lindsay's like right on her heels, and Michaela Schiffer, and if she keeps going at that rate, she's going like, to. Yeah, I mean, you got to everybody. You know, barring injury, at least a decade, maybe more. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, the injury is such a big factor, though. I mean, you know, Julia yeah. Mancusa had to come back. I mean, Lindsay has come Lindsay back a few times. Back, come back and come back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, 
they did that uh the Red special Bull on movie, right yeah the Red Bull movie was amazing you gotta watch you that that yeah, was pretty good they showed I mean you know, that was when she went flying and like just land uh, that was the the brutal one where she blew out her knee and, oh uh, yes and they were showing because she was dating Tiger Woods at the time and he yeah. had his private helicopter and flew her back and just you know showed the whole the rehab process and what it took for her to come back and well, like I she mean, got like surgery like that week or something, right? And then the next day she's like up working out to do doing rehab already. It was like, whoa, yeah. it's crazy. Right back at it, yeah. Well, when you have quads like that, you can get away with stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Quads are bigger than mine. <laughs> she is a definite <laughs> badass, but yeah. So Julia Mancuso, happy trails. She will be in the uh, Olympic booth though broadcasting so she'll yeah. be uh, she'll be adding some probably some pretty cool uh information and maybe she'll talk about the uh the tonga guy the uh you, <laughs> yeah. oh i know exactly what you're talking uh, about the, the hunky that, flag guy yeah the, the guy who like slicked himself up to the point where he probably could have gotten lit on fire <laughs> and, and was in you know in the summer and apparently now he's like a cross-country skier apparently yeah because you know oh, tonga, all those cross-country trails well known for their cross-country skiing because so I think hopefully Julia has some good stuff to say about. Well, it was wasn't it originally called Tangatic skiing instead of uh, Nordic skiing? I believe. I believe. So. I believe so. Yes. And and uh, <laughs> was actually Tongan. Definitely, he yeah. had the hair, everything. Yeah. 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 Or he was oiled up as well. I'm just actually curious to see if this dude's gonna march in topless with, you know, all oiled up. That's I mean, his I thing. Think, I feel like you got to right. You, you got to at that point. He got really you fat. <laughs> like he's all oiled up and he's like a like a big like. Yeah, like, like a big Buddha, belly. like a Buddha <laughs> belly. One of those fat suits on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get in my like, belly. Oh, how so disappointing. <laughs> my winter yeah, weight. The, winter weight. Actually, that'd be great if an entire Olympic team came out with fat suits. Like you'd be like, oh my god, they're enormous. These <laughs> are those are polo Ralph Lauren yeah. fat suits. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the new thing. We'll all be wearing fat suits in like you know a few a few years. It'd be the trend that catches on. Oh, that would be awesome. Fat suits. <laughs> All right, next up. This is a weird story. So, Japanese ski resort hit by volcanic eruption followed by avalanche. Damn. That's like a double whammy. Like you really <laughs> didn't have a chance on that. Yeah, the weather's been uh been pretty crazy all over the world the last couple of weeks. And... Well, I feel like that would happen, right? Like I feel like a volcanic eruption should cause an avalanche. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, you I don't know. You just almost don't think about volcanoes and snow together for some reason. You know, no, but but, it, but it's a mountain, and uh, well, isn't Mount Bachelor? Uh, yeah, it's an it's an active uh, volcano. Is it? I believe so. Yep, it's and, like the one of the only active volcano skiers you can go to. And, oh, and really? unbeknownst to me, so is Mount Etna, and you and Mount Etna has like two ski resorts on it in Sicily. Does it oh, really? I just found this out because I was reading an article on Mount Bachelor, and there were like four or five other active volcano ski resorts that were listed and one was mountain creek uh, <laughs> <laughs> mountain creek it should get mountain it should creek get blown up mount Etna. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah so and then i guess this is one of them too yeah this was a uh, mount kusatsu shiran in the gunma prefecture Good pronunciation there. that was spot on and do what i can yeah <laughs> the, uh, in central japan so it's about 116 miles north of tokyo and they said one person has died and 17 were injured. Um, and five of those are from the Japanese army. Uh, they were doing, I guess, a training mission in the area. 
and the you know the volcano erupted and there were rocks and fire and debris that fired out it said the gondola windows were shattered damn um i i couldn't even imagine what that must have been like like, well, like what would you even think was happening like well think what's messed up first or meteors or or what I don't know. You know how messed up that is, though? You're like, yeah, I survived a volcano. That's great. And then you get wiped out by, like, an avalanche. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's like a bad joke. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it sucks. But fortunately, only one person died. But, and, uh, yeah, 17 were injured. But, yeah, it's a, it's a scary thing that happens. And, you know, fortunately, it doesn't seem to happen too often. So, yeah, let's hope it stays that way. Damn crazy all right next up we got uh more avalanche news um two skiers now this happened i was talking to somebody about this today uh happened in europe last year uh but this year two skiers caught and injured inbound in an inbounds avalanche at snow basin ski resort in utah this past weekend um so yeah there were two skiers avalanche was did it say where it was it did um it it says the no name run here no name up here so it's kind of like the 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 eastern part. We're looking at a trail map. So yeah, it's like the far eastern part of the uh, the mountain. So that's east. That's actually east of the the men's downhill course. Well, they said the... they said it was a moderate to considerate level on Sunday, which means it wasn't like a super high, but it was like a moderate. You know, I guess probably like a maybe a three or four on a out of five, right? That's how they do the avalanches, but um. They said the brother was partially buried, but able to dig himself out, and the sister was fully buried. So that's the two people that got caught in it, um, and they were they got out. So um, they were they were okay. They're in stable condition and no major injuries. So I guess they hear. were probably lucky they were together. I mean, if you're by yourself, then you you can have yeah. trouble. So yeah, those those inbound avalanches are creepy because you know the one you just mentioned was last year. I think it was it. Austria or Switzerland, there was that one. And I mean, it was like a green trail. Yeah, there was. Um, really? Yeah. People were going across the top, and I guess they must have triggered the avalanche, and it went onto a green trail and killed like, I think like three or four people. And it was like a green trail lesson. Like the instructor and these people died. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then last year, they also had the uh, the hotel that got buried. Remember that? That was freaking creepy as hell. In like middle, do you, you hear about that? that? I heard about in it, like yeah. central Italy. Yeah, Oof. they were like digging people out for like yeah. a weeks. Few days. It was yeah, yeah it's pretty. It was that was very un. Like I mean, snow basin. I mean, snow basin is kind of like one big bowl, or just okay different big bowls. Um, so I, I guess I could almost see see that happening. Like see like see an avalanche happening there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if there's a ton of snow, right? It'll yeah, you know, which which is weird though because they haven't been getting a ton of snow. Right. Well, maybe, maybe that's why because it didn't settle they finally got some snow but this week they got about two feet i think yeah snow basin know. is a fun place to ski i've never skied it's there. a really really fun place to ski it's got a lot of super cool like i said it's almost like there's all these just like inbound bowls that are you know just cool like just so you know like you, you can kind of like you can kind of ride the lift up and be like i'm gonna i want to go there okay it just you looks like, there. yeah, looking at the trail map, it looks like, yeah, as you, it, it's almost like with each level of, like you said, the bowl, it kind of gets steeper and steeper. So at the top, you get yeah. the double blacks and then it kind of cruises down to like a, 
regular black and then into a blue. So everything gets steeper. So it's right. almost like stadium stadium seating, like yeah. that same kind of structure. Yeah. Stadium seating skiing. I like it. Pretty much, yeah. Stadium skiing. <laughs> stadium skiing. <laughs> but yeah, inbound avalanches, not fun. No. And volcanoes suck too. Yeah. Not fun stuff. Making Mountain Mountain Creek look really good. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice and no avalanches there. No problems. So on to some funkier news. So the U.S. ski team is getting ready to compete in Pyeongchang in two weeks. And a story came out this past week that the U.S. ski team has been training in virtual reality for the Olympics. Um, it's like the Matrix, you mean? Sort of. Sort of, but not exactly. So there's a company called Striver, S-T-R-I-V-R, and they're a VR company that's built training rigs, oh, and they've it. done it for you know, football players, referees. And Walmart employees, you know, so you can have your VR Walmart dream experience. Yeah. Who doesn't and, want that? <laughs> and they say a lot of it is the to train the athlete's mind to prepare for, you know, the, the exact real run that they're going to do. So they were able to go out there to the, uh, the to Pyeongchang, to the actual trail, record it, like a 360 camera, record it, and then train the athletes, get them all set up. They were showing pictures of it. Let me pull that up. Um, they have like the VR headset on and they're standing on planks and they're kind of watching. Oh, uh, is that the what the course. hell that was? I saw this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is this fool doing? Yeah, they're standing on planks and they're kind of in the position. They're hooked up to the VR machine, like to the computer with the goggles on. And I guess they're kind of like visualizing the course. So kind of like, you know, getting that muscle memory in yeah. place so they can prepare themselves. You know, almost oh, like that's pretty cool. Don't race cars drivers, drivers do that too? They have the simulation of the course. Yeah, I think huh. so. Well, NASCAR, they, you know, because it's you know a circle. But you just, just go in a circle. Yeah. Go left. Don't yeah. turn right, dude. Whatever you do, don't turn right. So I guess this is a lot of like the sports psychology coming into this, where you know if you if you're mentally prepared and you know what you're getting into, you're not going to have that. Oh my God, I've never seen this before. Right. You know, less surprise there, so you can mentally get yourself ready for it. Well, it's important because uh, for the course, like you want to optimize your turns and everything, so you got to know where it breaks and where to go. And if you just ski it a few times, it's not probably not enough. You really the simulator probably helps a lot. Yeah, and I think this must be the first time they've been able to do that because the technology probably wasn't wasn't around back in 2014. And there was probably no snow There's in no Sochi snow, because it's like virtual reality anyway. There wasn't really snow anywhere there, you know, because yeah. it's a summer resort. It's like let's have the Summer Olympics in Atlanta. It's a good idea, right? Why not? And, yeah. and the whole problem is there's no Xbox, uh, good Xbox ski game. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's true. And you know what? Nothing's been as good as ski free on the old uh, Windows uh, 3.1 <laughs> with the uh, abominable snowman. They're saying with other sports, they've been getting 10 to 20% reaction time improvements. Wow. So, you know what they should do? They should take that. Uh, I guess they still make it that that downhill ski exercise machine. Remember where you kind of like slid back and forth? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they still have that out there. They'll have that, right? Yeah. I can't remember what the hell it's called. They should put them on that. Is it like 15 grand or something? Like, Isn't I think it that much? I think it's. I remember it being really expensive. Yeah, they should strap them into that. Put one of these VR things on their face. Yeah. Well, they actually do have. You know, the one that rolled out, the cheaper one that rolled out, and you just kind of slide like the glide thing or whatever. Yeah. 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 So they skiers edge. edge. Skiers edge. Yeah. yeah. But they they still use that glide thing uh, for um, skaters. Like yeah, for, when, for yeah, hockey, yeah. they would have that, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I guess it's a pretty regular thing. This thing. Incredible. 
It's pretty cool, but guys, he's he's shredding. He's hitting it. That's that's for sure. He just needs a VR goggles. I like how you like lock the boots into it too. So that would be cool. You go to the gym with your boots, and then you, you go on that machine. That would be <laughs> pretty cool. Strap man. I think these are one of the things too. You can probably find a lot of them used, used like once. Yeah, used <laughs> once, brand new. Yeah. If anyone wants to sponsor us, if Gears Edge wants to send us one, we'll be happy to use it. Yeah. Microdosing think- LSD plus the virtual reality. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> That's how to prepare. There was a pole, we hit this by the pole pole master, which is the add-on for the skier's edge. <laughs> <laughs> Get a pegboard. Oh, shake weights, right? The, use the shake. Yeah, weight. shake away. Shake weight. <laughs> oh, shake weight. Shake away. Now, you think they, there's a simulation machine out there for uh, snowblades? Ooh, it's gotta be right. It's, it's, it's the same machine, out. right? It's so popular. The blade master. Uh, or a uh, monoski, I guess. Uh, oh, mono skier's edge. Mono skier's edge. <laughs> skier's edge, and now the the next generation, the mono skier's edge. But wait, there's oh more. God. There's an attachment that you could simulate snowblading. <laughs> it's like a snowboarder's edge. I actually saw a fool on snowblades recently. Oh, I see. Every time I go to a resort, I always see at least there's one. Snow, one, right? But yeah, they, always... it's it's not as like dead as as I always think it because I'm always surprised. Fire. I saw a couple. Like I was like, I saw the guy, and I was like, "Yeah, no girl would want to." And I'm like, "Holy crap! There is a girl that would want to date you." Remember <laughs> that um, snowblades too. Remember a couple years ago, we brought up that like uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's like ski company. It's called like Foil. It's like oh, this like yeah. fifty thousand dollars skis they make, and I wonder if they make a snowblade. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger autograph snowblades. Did you ever see these? The Governor. These are a riot. I forget where we saw these, but yeah, they're um, the brand is called Foil Skis, and it's they talk about you know whoever. They're. Uh, I don't know if this is solid gold or, or what they're oh made out God. of. Their their uh, tagline's got to be "Get down." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for the Sasquatch, Dana. <laughs> Dana. That's right. Yeah, they don't have the price on here, I think, but they when they first came out, they did. But you know, it's all these like, you know, famous designers. Meet Nikolaus. You know, he is the uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. There he is. At home with partner Klaus Heidinger and Andreas Pichler. Yeah. Yeah, he was just, uh, Arnold was just in, uh, was it Kitzbühel for the World Cup last week? He is a big ski fan, isn't he? He is. He's a big skier. I mean, the part of Austria he's from, I mean, that's that's what they do over there. Skiing and lifting weights. That's what the man does. Yeah. Yeah, these are pretty uh pretty wild. These skis, though. Yeah, I think they were fifty thousand dollars. I mean, around. think about it. If you grew up in Austria, you have to like skiing. It's like a huge thing. It's like being from Jersey and not like in pork roll. I think they had uh when we were in Austria last time. There was one night where everybody was crowded around the TV, and it was because they had a World Cup thing going. That, it was a Saturday night, yeah, and they were. It was a World Cup event, and it was. It was you like thought it was a Super Bowl, man. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a, a really big one too that is is not only a big ski event but it's a huge huge party and I, it has a name and I can't think of the name of it. It might have been Kitzbühel, might have been Saint Anton. It was one yeah. of those the big the big names in Austria. But yeah, there was it was a huge party and it was like different scoring or something they had. Like there was something yeah, I going on. I read on an article there. about it being like a just a crazy party. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, which I'm not opposed to. No. 
It's no. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you, but are are you ready to bust out the sure. avarice and greed? Mary, you want to hit the story and we'll uh, grab a beer here. While you guys are are grabbing that beer, there is a lot of snow going on uh, parts of the west. So uh, snow before you go. Uh, on the snow has a nice article that we're we're picking up. So they're saying for the next five days, uh, the jet stream remains active. Um, across across the west for the uh across the west and it's going to deliver some heavy snowfall so they're saying in the northeast it's the opposite it's going to be a drier pattern through sunday possible snow uh sunday monday through saturday possible snow sunday monday so they're not saying it's it's you know off for the for the east but the west is going to get dumped on and then it looks like it's going to move out over the uh the east coast so they're saying pacific northwest um they're saying they're estimating could range uh, three to six feet in the highest elevations over the five days. Uh, Whistle Black Home, which I think uh, our buddy Nick has verified with us via text the last day. He's in Stevens Pass, I think, right? He's today. on route there. Yeah, right now. He's going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're saying um, heavy snow accumulations likely at Whistler. They're not saying uh, how much. Got which like four feet the last couple of days, I think. Didn't they? Yeah, for, for them, when they say heavy, they mean like five feet, like, you know, <laughs> like minimum or something. Oh, awesome. A shit ton. Um, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, they're saying another banner five-day stretch. So they've gotten a good amount of snow. Um, and they're saying there's going to be a first storm that hits Thursday, Friday, and a second storm that hits Saturday into Sunday. So um, all the big ones are expected heavy snow from both storm patterns. So that's going to be pretty wild. Uh, California, um, they're saying the snow is going to keep going at Tahoe and Mammoth, which they, they're on a three-year stretch of just getting pounded. Um, so they're saying, you know, drier patterns uh, Sunday, but they're going to get pounded Friday, So, which is good. This way everything will settle. A lot of pounding going on. A lot of pounding. Um, uh, and then Colorado, Utah, they're saying uh, snow is going to arrive there on Thursday. And uh, – in Utah and then Colorado late Thursday and a Friday. So they're saying uh, moderate in Utah and Colorado and the ski areas. Um, but they're saying, you know, dry Saturday, Sunday, followed by a storm. They're saying midweek now, Tuesday uh, through Wednesday. Yeah. I heard, I heard through the end of the month, that area is going to get well, pounded, dumped, pounded, a lot of pounding. Uh, there's a lot of pounding <laughs> going on yeah, in the, in the West. Colorado and like uh, New Mexico, they're having I, a rough. I saw, I saw Telluride got like 16. They finally inches. got it dumping. But yeah, like the lower San Juans. Uh, and the, I, was uh, hearing, I was hearing stories that uh, a lot of the places at Vail were, were like the bars and restaurants were cutting back hours and staff because they didn't have the money to pay people. Really? Wow. Heard of to think like, I mean, this is just a story, but you know, I heard fake news, uh, fake losers, news. fake news. Sad. But Sad. You know, actually, I heard it from, uh, the guy who plays at the Red Lion, who's one of my brand ambassadors, plays the opera scene there, and he was telling me, telling me this, and I'm like, oh, that that kind of blows. Yeah, that that's kind of. I mean, yeah. that's strong. a weird mix. Yeah, yeah. Nick, uh, and then really gotten the. No, they have not. This is a really bad year. The jet stream's been funky. You know, we yeah. talked about last. It's week just been missing them. It's going north and hitting like Minnesota and crap. Wyoming's right. getting slaughtered though. You Wyoming. know, Wyoming. Yeah, Montana. They're all getting hit. Well, and now they're saying the Northeast, which is right up here where we all are right now. Um, they're saying dry Thursday through Saturday. And then the next chance of snow, we're talking Sunday into Monday, just in time for the work week. Yeah. Um, pounded one to three inches. 
boom. One to three inches, Pounded. boom, in your face, Mountain Creek. Next week for around this area. And I, I did hear that February and March were supposed to be kind of snowy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Fingers well, are crossed. Fingers are crossed. <laughs> well, January, of- there's usually that thaw, right? And they haven't really, I well, guess the last, thaw was this yeah, last, last week. week. When yeah, it was like 60 bad, degrees. Man. And then it dropped 10, eight yeah. hours later. It was the most ridiculous. It was but as so, long as you don't get that torrential rain, like like sometimes happens, then you happened. kind of weather through. It happened. Yeah. Oh, it did. That's oh, why yeah. I that's, drove up in it. It was phenomenal. That's why we went to Alchemist that day. We nice. skied Thursday, which was great. Went to Alchemist Friday because of the rain, and then skied Saturday, which that was the morning where by eleven o'clock everyone's at the bar. Yeah. And they're like, I got more beers than runs today. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, weekend, so it was mobbed. I had more beers than runs by noon. Yeah. Most wow. of us did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, that's that's kind of a good day too because you get to enjoy the atmosphere. You, you know what? You play the hand you're dealt. That's, that's all right. you can do. You're gonna know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Yeah, yeah. It's a good day it as long as you're so cool. you get out on the mountain. You know, know when know when to crack them and know when to stack them. Know when to stack them. Know when to hound them and know when to pound them. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! See, we're back. To, we're, my mind here a little bit. So this was a this was an interesting one, and I I put this one here because Rich, I wanted to talk to you about this one. Um, so this was from Liftopia, and Liftopia on the snow. I think they all kind of have the same. I don't know if they're sharing this information, but we talked about it a couple weeks ago on uh, some of the ratings. We've been a little bit surprised at certain resorts getting. It's a Magic Mountain, right? Yeah. Spoiler it's like alert. the top in the northeast though. No, on the other ranking. Well, the most that we were talking about. Friendly resort. Yeah, this one it was yeah, they announced the top 10 family friendly resorts. Oh, and okay. So, well, number 1 was actually Titus Mountain in New York. Where's that? You know That's big mountain skiing at its best, folks. <laughs> we got so like a 200 vertical. Yeah, where is it? vertical. Bald Mountain in Idaho. Yes. And Magic Mountain number 3. But in the other survey, they were the best overall ski resort in North America. And number two was Alta. Yes. And I think the only thing, they must have weighted it so price was like number one. Or maybe number of people, you know, crowds. Because I guess magic limits right. the number of lift tickets they, they sell, do. right? Yeah, they definitely, the number of day passes and season passes. It's, like it's interesting oh, because... Like Smugs, I know Ski Magazine rated, rated Smugs as the, you know, actually the number one ski resort in the East, but also a lot of that came off their friendly atmosphere, which I believe they were ranked number one in in Ski Magazine for family resorts. Oh, cool. They had like seven. Smugs. Um, seven on this list? Eighth. Eighth. So, but I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I know Magic, I believe they have the green chair working again which services the mid mountain so that's nice so that that definitely makes it more accessible the lower half of the mountain which is i guess the easier part of the mountain is more accessible to beginners mm-hmm. and intermediates and i know they put in their i don't know if you want to call it a lift but their first first lift in god knows how long uh they they put in a magic carpet so they i mean they have increased family friendliness I, you know, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, hmm. yeah. It's that's like Jackson Hole saying, "Well, we're a family-friendly resort now." <laughs> you know, yeah, right. We put in, we're yeah, and, and Jackson Hole actually does have stuff on the docket for to increase that for next year. Um, but I, I mean, that's a little surprising that ranking. So Titus Mountain, I looked it up. It is 
all yeah. the way up north, almost in Montreal. It's like all the way, probably north of. Uh, yeah, I just pulled it up. I mean, it's right yeah, next to Whippleville, which everybody knows. Yes. Or Porcaville. Porcaville, where there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Porcaville. A lot of pork. A lot of pork. A lot of porking. A lot of pork. Is Pornhub from there? Pornhub's out of there, isn't it? Aren't you pretty much like passing Lake Placid to get there? No, no, that's Lake Flaccid. Lake Flaccid. Lake Placid's a little bit more to the west. Lake Waxid? <laughs> you're pretty much you're west of Plattsburgh. So you're, yeah, you're like. Oh, that's up there. You're all the way up there. You are like a. You're well, not you know, very far. Go back there. It, it, I mean, it is called Tightest Mountain Family Ski Center. No wonder why they're ranked so high. Yeah, it says yeah. family. That was weighted. Yeah. I mean, you're like, it looks like it's about 20 miles from the Canadian border. If, if you have family in your name, you're automatically on this list. Boom. That's it. That simple. That was uh, maybe was that one of the criteria? <laughs> yeah, like you're actually if you were in the, the New York metro area, you would have to drive past Lake Placid probably what an hour it looks like to get there. Yeah, it's up there. I'm sure it's very not crowded, which I'm sure it seems to be playing into their no, their definitely, factors. It's definitely a local spot. Well, I was looking at the town names, and there's I guess there's a Sugarbush, New York, which is funny because I'm like, oh, it's Sugarbush. I'm like, wait a minute, this is New York. <laughs> a lot of maple syrup, you know, <laughs> sugary bush. Yeah, there it is. You have if you have a kid on the front of your, uh, you know, your web page, you're automatically on. The all, the all family resort. I love their 1992 logo. It's very groovy. Got the, the sweet blue gradient yeah. there. It oh, looks like, like um. Ooh. <sighs> oh. What if they had like a guy who's like the guy for Titus Mountain? He's like yeah. a ski god of Titus Mountain. Slopeside chalets are pretty dope. They're pretty awesome. One thing of that's not bad, Box man. Less than two hundred a night for a slopeside chalet. Rent the entire upper mountain for your family. Oh, that's pretty sick. What, I mean, from, what from the lower mountains? Yeah, I mean, like, does that mean you can't get to the bottom? <laughs> you or? can't, you can't leave. Is, that's that? right. Well, that's your heli skiing. No, You're no, going no. down like midway and going back up in the helicopter, right? Or the snow cat, cat skiing. You got to request. Hey, you, you know, I, I guess we got to look at really how they rate these things. Like, what is the the criteria for it all? It's just yeah. So is, yeah, they surveyed skiers and boarders and asked them to nominate their favorite ski areas according to what each ski area does best. The survey results were then combined with data, total, total skiable acres, cost of skiing at each resort, a property or a proprietary algorithm was then applied to the level, level the field between the large and the small resorts. The result, an emphasis on value and a plethora of smaller, less expensive resorts on the list. Algorithm. That's adorable. I think that it's kind I don't of, know. As cost has to factor into this a lot because big time. That's the only the only reason why you know. Like like Okimo is pretty family friendly. Mount Snow is very family friendly. You know, it's got to be price. That has it to has be the to biggest be. thing. Yeah. You know, when they when they the survey crowd. ski and borders uh, in Porcaville, New York, you know they kind of are swayed towards going towards Titusville. Just There's saying. three of them. Yeah, Titus Mountain. <laughs> well, think about Mount Snow on a Saturday on a holiday weekend. You know, being the closest to the New York metro area, it does get really it is crowded. Jamming. It gets Mountain really Creek crowded. The creek. the creek the creek but but mount snow you can avoid the crowds if you know how yeah if you know how yeah but when you're sitting on that bluebird when the other the uh the summit isn't running yeah and the bluebird's running at half speed on a saturday 
you know, and you're there for 45 minutes. Well, Bluebird is a summit. Isn't the Grand Summit still there? Did they get rid of that? Oh, the Grand Summit. Oh, the one okay. next to it, uh, which you, goes almost to the same spot. That Canyon Express is on one side. Ego Alley's on the other. Okay. And they both go up well, like to the top, right? of the way. Yeah. yeah. All I know is that that was the coldest lift I ever took that one day, bro. Oh, <laughs> we were in line for almost an hour. This was years it, ago. It was running at a snail's pace because the, the wind was like. It was not running because of the wind. Yeah, it was like 50, the, 50 mile an hour winds that day. Yeah, and crazy. the bluebird was at half speed because of the wind. So oh, everyone, wow. so what was usually spread across two lifts was at one lift, but at half the speed. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like two degrees with like a 50 mile an hour wind. It was horrible. Whipping right through you. Yeah. But we stood in line, still took the lift, man. That's true. We lived. <laughs> it was cold. Now, now yeah. I have a, the story to tell. So, yeah. I think we did one run and we hit the bar after, right? So, <laughs> so, yeah, so I got to warm up. We got Magic at three. We got Bretton Woods at New, uh, New Hampshire at four. Yosemite at five. Uh, Bolton Valley, Vermont at six. Ragged Mountain, New Hampshire at seven. Smuggler's Notch, Vermont at eight. Cascade Mountain in Wisconsin at nine. And Black Mountain Ski Area in New Hampshire. What else is interesting about this list is that it is a, it is a predominantly Eastern-based lift. I mean, a list, sorry. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, one in California one, and one two, in Idaho. Three, four, five, six. Seven, seven out of the ten are are from the northeast. Yeah. So northeast is the family family friendly area, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Because we're very family friendly oriented here, right? Well, yeah. I look at us driving. You know, there's no cursing. There's no middle no, fingers. None at all. No, that never happens. Yeah. Well, one or two because it's probably you know the the mountains aren't as steep. High, steep. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, for kids and stuff, it's probably yeah. a lot easier. So. It's an interesting list. Um, I don't know how much I buy it, but uh, I thought we but should at least what? talk about it. Kudos to them. Yeah, way to go, Titus Mountain. Maybe we should go check it out and see for ourselves, right? Seems like a far drive for me. Huh? Are they part <laughs> of the Epic Pass? No, I think they're on the new Icon Pass. Well, speaking of the new Icon Pass. Wow, smooth segment. Wow, oh. beautiful. You're a natural. <laughs> yeah, so the Icon Pass. This was just announced today. So today is also the first day of the Outdoor Retailer Show out in Denver. Icon with a K, by the way. Icon with a K. Isn't he a rap star? I believe he is. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, so the, the outdoor retailer show is going on in Denver. My sister is out there. She's doing, she's working for the highfalutin ski bums this week. She's a Boom, shout out to people. Melissa. Do you see our email box? How many people she's like talked to? She's doing a legwork for you guys. She's doing a great job. Yeah, she's, uh, well, she's on our, you know, she has our passes. So, she, you know, she, uh, she had to pay for it herself if she didn't. So. Oh, so she's not on your dime, though. She's not on our dime. She's kind of a. It's kind of a. a We're keeping it within our allocated marketing budget. Yes, our budget. <laughs> We're very budget conscious here, family friendly and budget conscious. Yes, we are the uh, Titus Mountain of of ski <laughs> podcast in terms of family friendliness. <laughs> at the outdoor retailer show, they must have announced this. I don't know if it was there or they had, the press release went out at that same time, but they have announced that there is a new icon pass. And what this means is, is uh, well, we're still kind of learning what this means, but it looks like it's got a serious collection of resorts that are part of this. So we're talking Steamboat, Winter Park, Aspen, Copper, Eldora, Squaw Valley Alpine, Mammoth, Big Bear, June Mountain, Jackson Hole, Big Sky, Stratton, Killington, Snowshoe, Tremblant, Blue Mountain, Sugarloaf, Sunday River, Loon, Deer Valley, Alta, Snowbird, and CMH Heliski. What I don't understand is, isn't this an Altara thing? 
Like, didn't Altera announce this today? <clears throat> yes. So the new, like the new, you know, Aspen KSL, you know, Altera. Why are these other resorts on this? Because somehow they must have been working with them. Well, that was like Mountain Collective, which that replaced, right? And that used yes, to include right. this has a to be mix like of Mountain them. Collective replacement because, and that's it's why a replacement these, plus. But like the yeah. Epic Pass doesn't. I, I mean, I guess the Epic Pass does include some other other resorts. Like I know you can ski the Epic Pass at Arapo Basin, and that is not a that is not a Vail resort. Yeah, there was always a couple like uh, like independent ones that would right. that would they you know get in these uh, the pass as well. I think it's the same thing with this one, but I don't know if this was planned or if this just kind of came out of nowhere. Well, I feel like it was, it had to be a matter of time, right? I mean, once, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it only took them two and a half years to figure out their fucking name, excuse my language, but, yeah. uh, you know. And did you read why? And in a week later, they announced their pass. Did you read why it's called Altera? No. It's a combination of Alpine and Terrain, or Terra, like Terrain. They put the two together. Can you imagine these jack wagons in a room just coming? You know, I'm sure they had. Oh, a, I'm sure they had, I'm sure they had a branding company they hired yeah. and some experts, and they had to like, well, you know, if you were a bird, what kind of bird would you be? And they you created know? a marketing vision and a whole plan of the you, board. Know, yeah. you know what they needed? A couple beers and a and a bar napkin. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And us. They needed us. Hired us. That's where all of our that. good ideas come from. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they call us the marketing no, three pack. We we'll just sit down no and knock it out in about a half hour. <laughs> That's the next t shirt. That is half hour. All you can eat and all you can drink. That's what we need. <laughs> so, there was an article in uh, the Aspen Times, and they talked about like the different ones and where this kind of fits into the to all the other ones. Uh, yeah, so Altera built the icon pass, it's the new standard. One thing they didn't mention is how much it's going to cost yet. So, Hmm. Really don't know. The Epic Pass is eight fifty nine for adults, and then they have the Epic Local, which was six thirty nine. Well, that's that's. I mean, you can get that significantly lower though. If you're in Colorado, right? Like, isn't like well, in state like or something? Also, or? if you buy it in May, right ahead of time. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also, so it says that the Max Pass is going to be discontinued now. Hmm. Which used to have forty-four different mountains, and wasn't that one that's the one where you got like three or four days at each one? Yeah. Oh, did they combine the Mountain Collective and the Epic? Not the Epic. I feel like the Epic some, is they took Vail, some Mountain right? Collective. I mean, Mountain. Co- well, the Max the Pass. Ma- I'm sorry, Max and Mountain Collective. Is that that's what I think it is? Yeah, yeah it's almost like a mix of like. those two. Yeah. And and these uh, these Altera resorts. Right. Oh, Which cool. Kind of the Mountain Collective ones. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like Jackson Hole, Alta Snowbird, they're all independent. And then Boyne owns Big Sky Loon, Sunday River, and Sugarloaf. Powder owns Killington, Eldora, and Copper. Um, and the rest are all, are all Terra. Yeah. Oh, well. Interesting. And then too, you never know if they're going to add ones to this as well. I mean, they rarely subtract, but sometimes they add a few. Because I remember with the um, when yeah, the last ball Whistler. Right. It's kind of like a last minute, like, oh, yeah, this is included in your, your Epic Pass now. So it'll be very curious to see what they're going to charge for this pass and um, if anything else gets added to it. So this Altera nice. group is not messing around. They're, yeah. um, they're, they're definitely looking to compete. They're uh, destined for world dominance. World <laughs> yeah. Dominance. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the battle of the big boys now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. The duopoly. Yep. Very interesting to see. So... 
very cool stuff. Yeah. So Brian, tomorrow we're uh, invited to go to the VIP coffee bar by Obermeyer. Just so you know. I know my sister's going to that. Nice. Damn, I, I want to get some coffee. I know she's uh she's she's doing quite a wonderful job for us. So I guess that wraps up the uh the ski news for the week. So now you know our main topic. It's uh we don't really have a whole lot planned, but you know we got our pal Rich here. He's got his wild card. Uh, all about Apre yeah, going on. Is I'm a, I'm always off the cuff. Yeah, it's how we like to do it here. So you know we don't need the we don't like formality either. But to keep things kind of loose, kind of fun. We got our avarice and greed going on yeah, here. Yeah, so I mean, I think we we should probably tell the that. world about avarice and greed. There um, you go. I guess in theory, you shouldn't really desire to have avarice and greed, but I feel like we should desire to have avarice and greed <laughs> if it comes in a bottle like this. Yeah, it yeah. depends on your mantra, I guess. I mean, you know, sticking with the well, I mean, how's this for a mantra? In the search for knowledge or the search for the bottom of your glass. Beware the perils of an insatiable thirst. Enjoy, but don't be rapacious. This beer will not look that up for me. What the hell? Rapacious. With this beer, will not apologize for upending the social order. The trick is to surrender to the flow. Ooh, beer, the beer. That sounds like a part of the the Bitcoin white paper. I mean, Jesus. Apparently, I like that. Pales well. Yeah. with yellow moods, free jazz, and (laughs) cheese fondue. Which did you? it's in this it's in the dryer actually oh, it's in the dryer okay yeah it's heating. It's crank heating it up yeah I actually rec- i think it's pretty good got some um, raclette this, I, this is the first time i've actually had one it is a <laughs> it is a belgian style golden ale uh i think it's you know, i think it's pretty tasty it's I mean, actually definitely it tastes like a belgian it definitely does yeah um i mean it's a it's a total departure from the loose boots but in definitely a, different in a good way though you know almost like like a little honey perhaps I mean, just what is that flavor when you when you taste a Belgian ale? Is there any sort of name? Uh, like, is it? No, it's not. Um, is it barley? Is it like what is that? What the hell is it? It's not. It's just that that definitive Belgian flavor. You know, you think I know? I just wrote the review on this this week. Yeah, seriously. It's a piece of Belgian people in every bite. I don't know. A bit of Bruges in every bite, every sip. That's right. Word. Perfumey, fruity, malt. Oh, could- could it be the the flavor of uh, waffles? Ooh, I do like waffles. Oh, I love waffles. Nothing like. Imagine that was. How would that go with one of those Waffle Hut waffles? Is it a good pairing? What do you think? I could work. What you know? What they have a lot of those like uh, bourbon barrel maple syrups now. What about like a Belgian maple syrup? Oh, right. That could. Uh, that's. Ooh. It could work I, I, somehow. Like, like cardamom is coming to mind, but it's not. It's like cloves or it's. Like spices, like that, like those, those, I like guess, a Christmas kind of spice, some, like those one of those malts and, and such. But like they kind of give come with these like this is malty sweetness. That seems well. That's why the... I feel like I, I I feel like there's definitely a, a a taste of honey, yeast maybe. Is it coriander and orange peels? That's what they. That's the word coriander. Coriander. It's okay. Coriander. 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 But it's good. I like it. It's, it is I mean, it's not overwhelming. No, it's certainly not overwhelming, which I think is what makes it dangerous because it is nine yeah. percent alcohol. Oh wow! So yep. yeah, that's why they say don't be greedy, right? That's true. Oh uh, yeah, or be greedy, or be greedy. I don't. I like that it mentions free jazz, which is kind of like yeah. what we're doing in this uh free this session jazz. here. Jazz. We're Smooth we're scatting. Jazz. We're we're bebopping this kind of. <laughs> we're scatting. Bop bop bop. I'm a scat man. It's good though. We need some raclette one of these days. Oh my god! When Dude. I was at Deer Valley, 
there's a that place, seems like a thing Deer Valley would have. Yeah, well, there's a yeah. place called the Fireside Dining Experience, and it's it's basically I want to say there's like it's a huge restaurant with like five medieval style style hearths. And oh wow! They cook the food. All the food is cooked in front of these fires. Mm. You know, wow! In, in like in in this open area, you know, restaurant, and when you walk in your first view is of the one fireplace with the raclette just melting onto these plates. It's like, Oh oh my God, I wanted to kind of like lay underneath it. (laughs) It's awesome. Almost like, like the opposite of Guantanamo Bay. Oh my God. (laughs) Cheese torture. You basically get your plate of raclette and then you walk to your right. And there's this table of like all just, you know, cured meats. It's, it's Mm. just a delightful experience. Erotic charcuterie. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Erotic salad, actually. Right now. No, I'm thinking. Thinking of this place, it is. It is a. You know, if you go into Deer Valley, definitely go to the Fireside Dining Experience. The first time I ever experienced raclette was we went to our, the ski club did a, a Zermatt trip back in 2012. So we went to Zermatt, yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. And you know, obviously that's you know where they where they're known for that. And we walked into this one bar, and uh, nothing's dripping. I don't think is it. We walked in there. I thought Mary was taking a piss. <laughs> we walked into this bar and it smelled hey just like it smelled like just feet. <laughs> like it was feet just the ass. worst. It was bad smell ever. Yeah, uh, Andrea, who's got a really like crazy, ridiculous like bloodhound smell. She's like, I can't stay here. She's like, I am dying. <laughs> but it's so good. Eating it is delicious. It is yeah, just, but the oh, smell. Yeah. I mean, it was just stinky European apres with raclette explosion. Oh, yeah, like hot cheese. Yeah. Hot cheese everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I think I'm going cheese this weekend. I don't, is there really like? There's no like raclette bars, is there? No. Maybe yeah, the, the, uh, like, we don't have shit that that's cool that that's that cool around here. Maybe maybe our vision, our our mission in life is to bring that up. Like I mean, high ski bum raclette raclette thing. Us, we just <laughs> we are. <laughs> just get some some craft singles. Heat them up. Thirty years from now, people are like these guys made a living. Hot cheese. Hot cheese. Hey, do you like a ghetto, like craft singles, like throw in a pot? Boom. <laughs> there you go. Stuff. And your erotic charcuterie could be just a little gabagool, a little erotic, you know, gabagool. <laughs> erotic charcuterie. That's what we'll call it. Who wouldn't go? A little, wouldn't little bologna on a plate. <laughs> that is erotic charcuterie. Yeah. I have to go. Yeah. I got to go. I got to see what it's about. Yeah, I don't know if it's. You're going to walk in that door at least once. That's right. At least once. You don't and, know if and, you and should if have you singles. Once, you'll be coming back. <laughs> and you but should. You don't know if you should have singles on you, or you'll succumb. You should be to ready to eat. As soon as you leave, all you should be like, "Dude, that was an erotic. I gotta go back. Yeah, I gotta get back in there." Oh my god! Breaking news, <laughs> guys. I'm actually erotic that the, the, Besides, you know, me bathing in raclette. <laughs> <laughs> Which God, what a sight that would be. Hey, breaking news, guys! The XFL is officially back. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! An no, ACDC um, themed raclette bar. In all seriousness, speaking of today was the first day of outdoor retailer, and I know you guys are—you uh, have your reporter there on assignment. Yep. Um, I have nobody there, mm. but I do have—I do have our all about operation Shotsky there. Oh, on oh. display. Really? With my boys from Facet Skiko. Nice. Uh, yeah. They're so they are there. If you're out at outdoor retailer, 
you know, go go over and, and meet the boys from from Facet Skis. Would um, they give you a shot out of the shot ski? They might. They might. Uh, they're they're good dudes. I you know I told you on the last episode I partnered with them and we came up with the shot ski and it came out phenomenal. And uh, we've been you know we've been uh, using it you know for the last couple of weeks now. So now, do you offer these for sale on the site? They are for sale. Yeah, oh, they are for sale nice. on the site. Nice. Uh, the picture's pretty dope. It's a picture actually I took, and we kind of turned it into watercolors, and and uh, it looks really, really cool. It came out. I, they they did an amazing job. Apparently, from what they're telling me, it's getting they're getting a lot of compliments on it. Oh, nice. So, nice. You know, people are coming by and asking about it. <laughs> it's got it's a co-branded, so it's got my logo and the Facet guys logo, and then. It, and then on the bottom, it's got our tagline. It's all downhill from here. Nice. But yeah, if you guys are looking to make some instant friends out there at uh, at OR, head over, meet the uh, meet Joe, and Mike from Facet Skis, and and you know ask him for a, a sip out of the old about Opera Shot Ski. <laughs> and um, yeah, sure awesome. I'm sure they'll oblige. I, I you know I'm, I'm that is pretty cool. Positive they will. <laughs> that is so, so that's awesome. kind of cool. Uh, Very nice. So I also put up a new new uh new shirt this week that uh has been on my oh what shirt for a while a new new opera ski shirt uh yeah which uh you've got your you know so you've got your squeak your ski quiver uh but do you have your opera ski quiver ah <laughs> oh, there you go and that is the newest so you gotta i mean listen when you are all that opera you've got to choose the right glass and you've got to choose wisely choose wisely <laughs> choose wisely <laughs> So uh, it depends upon what you know what uh, what your situation is. That's also what are the glasses on this? They got like rocks, got a glass, rocks, a pint. Looks like a wine. It looks like a looks like a tulip. That mm-hmm. must be something my wife. A champagne there. flute. Uh, champagne flute. Yeah. Uh, martini. martini glass. Looks like a shot. A mug. Oh, a margarita glass. Yeah. For some mountain margs. <laughs> and I don't know what that it looks was. like. An Irish coffee. Yeah, uh, it looks like a little Irish coffee there. Anyhow. Little handle there. Yeah. Very neat. That's so that awesome. would be really good for this. I I make this hot chocolate with um, lighter fluid. No, <laughs> Sam Adams. No. Uh, That's pretty awesome. No fireball. No, 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 no fireball. Fireball and raclette. Why? Why do they still make fireball? It's so horrible. <laughs> that that could be an excellent T-shirt. I I feel like yeah, <laughs> just raclette and cured meats. Raclette dripping all over. What else do you need? Yeah. Paleo. Boom. <laughs> Paleo. <laughs> so that's, uh, I guess that's what's new on the site in terms of that. Uh, we're, we're pretty excited about the Shotsky though. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Look at a picture of it now again. It's awesome. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It really did come out great. And I have, I actually have to order myself one of these Opera Ski Quiver shirts for my next trip to the mountain. <laughs> if, if my next trip to the mountain is anything like my last one, I was up there the, that, Two weeks ago, I was at Mount Snow. The week that, you know, of course, just oh for that, uh, that birthday MLK celebration, weekend, right? MLK weekend. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, of course, it's cold. It's it's cold as hell, and you know, and 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 snowing, and then like the two days leading <laughs> up when I decide to go, it's you know, it, it becomes sixty one and and friggin' you know, torrential downpour. Mm. So we we drove up to God. I mean, it, it took me two hours to get the hell out of New Jersey, which is ridiculous Oof. ridiculous but and when you got up there the fog was so bad I mean, there was 
people driving off the roads because they would wow. go, they'd be cruising <laughs> and then all of a sudden hit a patch of fog mm. and lose it and, and end up in a ditch. And, you know, I don't know. One guy said he was going to stay the night. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with yeah. that. So now we, we were like, I'm going to the bar. So we did. Um, but yeah, it kind of, it kind of wiped the mountain out a little bit on, on that Saturday, but it was like, we didn't, you know, I mean, they have some great bars there. So including our new one, uh, they just put in a new, a new bar called canned. And I love this concept because all it is, is canned beers. It's canned beers from Vermont or canned beers and ciders from Vermont only. And they serve like little pretzel bites with, beer cheese dip and stuff like that. And I mean, it's just, a, it's a cool thing. And I like, I, I think where this thing is going to be a real home run is even more so in the spring. When they open the porch up, like they, the deck. Well, there's no deck. Oh, nice. But there's, there's, but there's a drive up window, so to speak. Like, oh, really? Driving up, but like, oh. yeah, there's a, well, walk up. <laughs> um, and, and a bunch of picnic tables outside. Okay. So you can kind of walk up, order. I mean, that's the beauty of it. You're not bound to like weight service. So you can walk up and say, all right, give me one of these, give me one of these, give me a pretzel. And then you kind of can sit and hang out on the, on the table and like this beer garden setting. Mm -hmm. And actually my wife, who's, I've mentioned this before. She's all about the opera <laughs> for the opera. <laughs> she brought up a really great point in the sense that you have this view of the mountain, particularly the lifts um, and bluebird. And like, you could kind of sit there and, you know, come in for a beer or two and your kids are old enough. They can, do their own thing do yeah. a little wave from the bluebird line and, and go back up and they, you know can kind of wave to you and, and, and you're in full view which is which is great um, nice my kids are young so that doesn't happen yet but uh that never really stopped me from drinking eventually yeah <laughs> it's good so to plan it is a cool spot i, I got so now you were saying that place that canned yeah that's in the lodge it's in the lodge and so it used to be the it used to be the candy shop so if you oh that, yeah no it's in the bay it's like right when you walk in the main door of the base lodge you make a right and there's there used to be that candy shop and yeah there's, across there's from the pizzeria for that yeah so now yeah. it's now it's this little little opera ski bar That's with awesome. all canned beers and I did have yeah I'm a creature of habit I stuck I stuck with zero gravity because I I never really had a bad beer from them and I had their stout and I had their little wolf and they were both really nice really really good beers. And I mean, a place was so friggin' packed. Like, I mean, my, they actually opened early on Saturday because the, there was really no lifts running, and because yeah. the mountain was there was like sixty mile an hour mile an hour winds, and there wasn't a lot of like you know the only skiable terrain that day was anything that they groomed. So we spent a lot of time at Canned, and then immediately, well, we spent some time at Canned, immediately moved over to Cousins, and that must have been a mob an, scene in an unprecedented fashion. We were able to maintain and hold the table at Cousins. Wow. 11 until 7. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I don't – it was like I, I at some point, and it was like just a rotating cast of characters. And I went to the waiter, and I said, listen. I said, you know, we're going to kind of like – I'm going to go out, and I'm going to take a lap and then come back in, and my friend's going to go out. I'm like, but we're going to be here all day, and mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of people coming all day. Is there any way – you know, you cannot kick us off this table. And he's just like, dude, no problem. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that guy was, I, there had to be like seven different tabs at one point rolling from this one table. And it was oh, just like, I, mean, wow. I, the I, just gold mine like, you know, I would look at him and be like, switch back. And, you know, five minutes later, switch back, five minutes later, switch back, switch back. <laughs> just, and meanwhile, Bruce, Bruce, uh, I guess his last name is Jakes. I always thought it was Jocks, but Jakes, if you've ever been there, if you, you ever, 
Cousins is like Cousins is cool, but Cousins with Bruce on a Saturday is is the reason why last year they were rated like the number one operate ski bar in the country. Nice. I mean, that's not, like these these people are dancing on tables and and singing and it's it's it's, it's like being in Europe. Oh my god, it's a total yeah. shit show. It's, <laughs> but it's absolutely hilarious. It's phenomenal peach people watching, especially for seven hours. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, my my kids, it was great. We were in the back corner. My kids, there's like a little pit back there that kind of leads to the arcade. My kids were running around down there. And, you know, my little one, because she's, you know, she's trouble that one. She was up on the chair dancing. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a really, really good time. And then kudos to Mount Snow, because what they did from Saturday to Sunday with that mountain was incredible. Because mountain, Because Sunday was a really, really good day of skiing. Oh, nice. um, were able to the amount of the grooming that they did and they've got this new I, I was telling you before earlier they've got this new i guess it was 22 million dollar 30 million dollar system uh that they spent you know snowmaking system that they spent money on this summer and they have the largest snowmaking capabilities in the east now that's awesome yeah, i mean i had some really really great runs off the top that were just it was almost like you know it was a uh it was a vermont powder day yeah, yeah right. it was a snow it was a it was a man-made powder day so but oh, it was nice. a good it was a it was a really good sunday was uncles open uncles isn't that, the, isn't that the name of the, no the, the the one run the blue run isn't it uncles i don't know it's gotta be wasn't it like the run like that's like well there's cascade is from the top which was phenomenal isn't it like their signature run uncles uncles not the one we always used to do I don't remember. Yeah, next to Ridge. Where's it? Just to the uh, the left of Ridge. You know what's funny? I never it's like go that, over. It's there. like that ungroomed trail. Yeah, I never. That's known over there. for. I. You know what I do? So we were talking about this earlier about sitting in the line at Bluebird. Yeah. And, and there was a line. I mean, it was people were waiting like an hour on Bluebird, and in the meantime, I was taking Canyon Express up, and making my way over to the North face doing a couple laps on the challenger lift where there's no, there's never a line. Yeah. And then take like cascade down from the top back to Canyon express, take can, you know, Canyon express back up and do these loops. And I was getting, you know, I was getting, you know, tons of runs in right? four to five runs in while people were getting in one. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I don't care what I ski. I just want to ski. Right. So, and then we, we made our way back to canned. <laughs> you know and uh actually I, I did make my way up to ta- uh, the tap room mount snow i love that bar it's a cool place they have great beers yeah. and i don't know if you guys know this but they mount snow collaborated with foolproof brewing for uh, a new beer i guess it's a session ipa it's called yad sale yad sale but it was pretty good it was it was kind of it was pretty citrusy um i thought it was pretty refreshing you know it was it was a good, a good operate ski bear for sure. Nice. So I dug it. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah, it was a good weekend overall. Um, Again, you play the hand you're dealt, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we were dealt a hand of many beers on Saturday. <laughs> uh, what else? I wrote, I did a, I recently did a, an article for Made Man on old. Oh, school, cool. Yeah, on old school ski resorts. It was actually oh, wow. a lot of fun to write. It, so what did you, know, you do? You reach out to the resorts or did you just like I, do a lot of asking around? 
Yeah, I, t- I talked to a couple. I talked to the, the media relations people for like Ski Vermont and Colorado Ski Country and Ski Utah. And then I talked to a friend of mine over at who is, yeah, basically, I think he is ski.com. Um, and he <laughs> you know, helped me out a lot and gave me a ton of information. And yeah, I found some really, you know, really cool spots that, you know, are, are you know, basically the, the anti Altera, anti Vale. <laughs> you know, there's no, no indoor water parks. Yeah. No, you know. I no, love your line right here. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> as I put it in the in the article, no Faustrian villages. <laughs> no, <right>. Faux Austrian. <laughs> but you know, like I, I mean, this one of the cool things was like Bridger Bowl in in Montana, which is basically on the opposite end of Bozeman. Uh, the the local ski bums are called Ridge Hippies. <laughs> And which kind of like, I kind of want to, I have a new goal now in life because I kind of want to be a rich hippie to be a rich hippie. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what that entails, but I just want to call myself a rich hippie one day. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. Um, Red mountain, which, you know, I basically described as the green Bay Packers of, of resorts because they have this fight, the mountain fight, the man own the mountain campaign where you can basically, <laughs> contribute money and own a piece of the mountain, whether it be a lift or like a trail or something like that. Or yeah. We talked about that last year when they had that yeah. whole campaign going, yeah. cause they, they were really, they were getting under the wire. Well, I think they're on phase two of it. They are. I okay. So yeah, I think they just closed phase two, but that place, I mean, that place from what, from all it sounds like is, is a skier's mm-hmm. paradise. I've never been. I've just, I mean, they had that campaign going. They had a bunch of different, you know, yeah. they showed the videos. They had the footage of the town. Yeah. The town looks like it was just custom built. To be like the perfect ski town. Yeah. It's uh, almost like a like a telluride ish, like something like that, like a small but all everything catering and towards nobody skiers. There. No, nobody. In that video, what was that called again? Oh, red sucks. Yeah, you got to check that sucks. out. Red sucks. Uh, red sucks. Huh? Red sucks. Google that. It's yeah. a marketing video when the guy first bought it. It's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. And then, but he, one of my favorite. I mean, there's there's I mean, there's so many cool things. Like, you know, like like Platicill, I, I had Platicill on there, which is a kind of a local ski hill in New York. And, and you can rent their mountain out midweek for 4,500 bucks and have the whole mountain to yourself. Like, Oh, that's awesome. Oh, we talked about that. We were, um, we were trying to figure out a way we could have a ski bump thing on that. Yeah. Or like even like, yeah, like a ski club to rent it out, right, you know, right. like it seems like exactly. it's super doable. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I've been to Platicill once it's, it's, uh, you know, a lot of, it's very, very natural. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's not a lot of grooming. They don't make a ton of snow, but oh, cool. The conditions are good. It's 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 a solid it's a solid spot. Uh, I mean, Targi, you know, Targi doesn't have the notoriety that Jackson Hole does, but but man, does it have the snow? Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? What's Wolf this? Creek. Oh, Wolf Creek. Yeah, I mean, nobody gets more snow than Wolf Creek, right? In Colorado, four hundred and sixty-five inches on average. Yeah. Average, damn, that's average, crazy. Average four hundred sixty-five. <sighs> yeah, my and this is just the foodie in me, but like my one of my favorite stories was Brian Head in Utah, where basically it's in southern Utah, so it doesn't have the you know it doesn't have the uh, the glitz and the glam of like a Deer Valley or a or a Park City, which are obviously more nationally known. And the accessibility or to the accessibility the for that mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, you're right, and but it's so cool because this dude that bought it was like, he's not even a skier. 
he 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 admittedly says like he sucks at skiing. <laughs> he he needed a, a place to put his smoker. And he's like <laughs> an old industrialist from Kansas City and needed a place to put his smoker. So he buys a he buys a resort on a whim and basically, you know, it actually turns it in like like does a good job and is it has made some serious improvements to it. Yeah. The best part about it is the guy smokes his own barbecue for his guests on on Saturdays, brings in live music and, and has like a barbecue every Saturday that he personally makes. That is so because he gets to know the people that that ski at his mountain. Yeah. That's oh, that's nice. Super dope. That's just a Midwestern thing to to, to want to do too, right? Yeah. Vale's like just pay the lift ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously there's the you know our two of our favorite places uh, out here, Mad River and, and Magic. Um, which you know obviously Mad River is got the single chair and you know ski you know the tagline skied if you can i have to admit i have not skied at mad river i have not i i have not <laughs> skied it either yeah neither, oh, neither every time i've been up that far the conditions have not warranted me going there that was the exact same for us we went up there we went right past it because it was raining and we were just going to go to heady topper yeah because yeah, ski bum week yeah that was, was the bad so, ski bum yeah. week well the guy with the tip of sunshine heady topper it's right there boom mad taco yeah we just we just got beers that that weekend. It was yeah. great. And then Magic, obviously, you know, well, they're number number three and family friendly. But they're everywhere. They're, they're top all, of everyone's they are charts. All over the place. I, I have to. I give them a lot of credit because they, uh, a new group and and. Uh, oh, it's a re- has it recently been like repurchased or well, someone it was, new? It was bought last year. Oh, that recently. Okay, it was I last didn't know that. Year, and in one year, they have. I mean, they basically increased their snowmaking capacity. They've gotten paid all, off the ski media. Oh yeah, all the all their <laughs> gotten all their lifts up and running, and uh, made some made some uh, improvements to the lodge. You know, they've got volunteers that. I mean, you want to talk about throwback? They they have a community that basically volunteers to help them upkeep the mountain in the off season. That's so awesome. You know, it's so Vermonty. It is a Vermonty. It was total. <laughs> well, I mean, plus with Mad River, I mean, there's that it's it's a, a co-op. It is. A you co-op, can actually yeah. buy you know shares yeah. in it. And I forget which one is um. Is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. I, I, I remember that being. I'm pretty sure one of them. One of them is a is a nonprofit. Hmm. I can't remember which one, but huh. it's got to be this. It could be this adverse and greed getting to me. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, yeah. Well, I remember like the one the one terrible year that you know was it maybe two years ago when there was just. Northeast had the worst year. I remember like Mad River just closed. Like I think it was like the what, the first or second week in March. Yeah, and they were just like Uncle. They just put that on the board. Like they're like Uncle. Like we're done. Like, yeah, we, we can't Magic do anything. Was the same way that year. And that was the year before this new group bought them, mm-hmm. and they had such a bad season. It was, yeah. but they oh really? They've made a hell of a run in two years. Yeah, I was gonna say. So uh, when they bought them, did they invest a ton right away? Uh they did. They did. Because one year is a huge turnaround. They must yeah, have had like a lot of plans going in. Been able to accomplish in one year. I mean, they, I know they had a couple of days last year where they sold out. Because remember, they do they do cap their they limit, limit it. That's yeah, they limit, they that's limit it. that's awesome or love horrible that. for that person who like wants to buy the ticket, right? And you're like, oh, we just sold out. God. I love that <laughs> idea, and I think more places should do that because it's the problem. idea that Valley does that, right? Probably Deer Valley caps theirs. Deer Valley, yeah. That's a, like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love these other places. You know, like, you know, Vale's a cool spot. Deer Valley is an awesome spot. And they're all great spots, you know, and, but there's, 
you know, there's something about just going back to, you know, a hotel, a mountain and a bar. Yeah. Cause a lot of those other big ones, you know, they're part of a, a corporate machine, right. you know, and there's, there's definitely, you can feel a difference, you know, yeah. it definitely feels a little, you know, things do run smoothly because they are part of that big no, conglomerate, sure. but it doesn't have that same kind of like, like you don't feel like you're part of it as much. You right. Know? You it's feel like, like you're you definitely know, a number just like, it's like shopping you local versus shopping at Walmart. Right. Ex- you know? Yeah, exactly that. And, yeah. And both have their advantages mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're, you know, they're both, they're both cool. And I think they both have their place. And if you're I, going I just, in bulk, you know, you go to a, right. to a veil. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I think there's a place for both of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I think you really appreciate the other ones when you ski both, you yeah. know, like, you know, sometimes you want that big, big mountain, you know, tons of, you know, the, the fancy restaurants, the, the amenities, all that. Yeah. Right. Ski and ski out, you know, sometimes yeah. that's great, but sometimes you Somebody really put your skis on for you, warm your feet up, like massage them yeah. before you put them in. I'm on the yeah. You know, I know you guys talked about that. And when we were in, uh, I was, I did Vale and Beaver Creek one day and they had a dude, he came in and I, I didn't think I was going to see it. Cause we only went there for like a quick little, just to see the resort and walk around a little. And, uh, there's a dude, he came out, stopped, unclicked some other guy ran out, picked up skis. I was like, wow, it really does happen here. That slavery that the uh, the hermitage slavery still exists. Oh, the hermitage, <laughs> yeah. The hermit- and, uh, yeah, it's a private club, right? It's like it a golf a club. Yeah, like it's like it's similar to like a golf club. You buy a membership and what? Why? Why? They're my skis. You're gonna take them? Put my fucking <laughs> I like skis. My, bro. I like my skis. fucking jersey, bro. Touch my skis. <laughs> Put my fucking skis down, bro. <laughs> so I'll beat you with this pole. <laughs> <laughs> he beat the guy up, like the guy who's gonna take my goddamn I'm skis. Trying to help, sir fucking guy take my skis <laughs> um other than that i mean i the only other cool thing i saw and is if you're going to be at heavenly i believe it's the weekend of the opening ceremonies yeah they have the opera games which i believe you tagged me in. Right? i tagged you on so that you yeah tagged me in that and i did my due diligence and i actually reached out to my my friend uh who, who handles the marketing at heavenly and uh she sent me back the information and it's set on Buckle Arthur. What's that? Is this something else? Oh, you need it, you else? need it to be the you need to be the all about opera games. Yeah, right. Well, I'm. I feel like I need to do that. And make make that a thing. That could be a good summer event, you know. I can tell you here. Hold on, I can tell you exactly what. So what, this is crazy because, you know, I I like to think of myself as, as a fairly you know uh, knowledgeable beer game connoisseur and when she got back to me i didn't know any of these oh really? wow. almost you know i mean i felt yeah i felt it was one of the lowest points of my life out of touch you got, yeah you got to feel happy because that's so many more games that you're able to, to experience now there's one one yeah i think i need to this this could be you know maybe this is part of the all about operate budget and i need to fly out there and do this. well it's unbuckles every friday and saturday so maybe you get to fly out every friday and saturday to, to heavenly i had to talk to her I guess. <laughs> um, so the first game is called this blows and this is a drawing dictionary hey, yeah. um the rules are it says the player <laughs> must blow up a balloon and use its escaping air to knock down plastic cups <laughs> here it is here we go minute to win it 
Uh, I don't want to see your nonsense ad. Uh, I'm talking over it. I don't want to hear it. Here we go. Okay. Minute to win it. This blows. All right, so you're blowing up a balloon. So you have, Oh, you have to knock it off the table. Oh, my God. Look at this. Whoa! Whoa, this She went Gatling gun. Seriously, that's the way to do it. This and, girl's no joke. And her children are proud of her. Way to go, Mom. <laughs> that's a goof. That's the only way to oh do it, Oh, my God. This girl's, this, is, this girl's legit so semi-automatic. This oh, blows. This guy's this terrible. Guy's a, this guy's a, a, a total clown show. So, what, uh, so where's the drinking part of this? I guess if you lose... I don't know. I think somebody needs to chug. Yeah. So then there's that. And then here's the other one. Stack attack. Stash. Players must create a pyramid of cups. Once built, players must slide down the cups to create a single <clears throat> stack. Slide down. Stack attack. Here we go. Oh, I get it. I get it. But where does this all rank next to Galenda quaffing? Like this is all. I don't think anything really. This is all right. battling for a silver medal, pretty much. Yeah, the quaffing is uh That's that's the, the that's the Super Bowl kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, this looks like it's just too involved. Oh my god, there's just... too many cups required. Like, see, this is the problem. People are trying too hard to create these new games. Yeah, you know, here, here's my problem. Yeah, there's not enough drinking. Yeah, there's too much building. It's too much downtime. I will say this one sounds pretty good. Rule: uh, flip your lid. Players must flip upside down plastic cups, which sounds like flip cup, mm-hmm. um, from the edge of the table so that the mouth of the cup lands on a bottle a foot away. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Flip your lid. Clearly, they um, they just all they did was watch Minute to win it. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Is that a show? I guess. I, I believe it is. Oh, all right. <laughs> is it still a show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a very good one. But. All right, so you have your, or you're on the table. You flip it so that the cup's hanging over. You flip it and you got to land it on the bottle. You have to land it on a bottle. Yeah, it seems. Huh. Yeah. Where's the drinking? Where's the drinking happen? I, I'm. Uh, my assumption is, and now if I were playing this game, the loser has to drink. Probably, yeah. 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 Why win? Well, I mean, realistically, that's like beer pong too. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the real winner? That's what I say. You're, you're still drinking while you're winning or, yeah. or losing. Yeah. So there is this. So this is part of the Apre Games? This is all part of the these Apre Games. These are all part games. of the events? These are, these are the events. The decathlon? Yeah. <laughs> we used to, I, when I was younger, we used to have, uh, I can't remember what that was, like, like three floors of fun. My friend lived in a townhouse. <laughs> That had three three different floors, and each floor had a set of a set of games, and you hmm. had a partner that you played. I mean, and this this thing lasted hours. I mean, we started like three in the afternoon, and we were still playing at like eleven o'clock at night, you know. And there was like, you know, it was a competition to see who was you know who and was the best duo. And I mean, we we played beer pong. There was like a beer pong tournament. There was a keg stand, like in oh, wow. the time of keg stands. There was, I believe, there was even like dance dance revolution involved. Like, it was, yeah, it was dance wild. dance vomit cleanup yeah, revolution. It yeah. was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm failing to remember a lot of it. To be honest with you, that's how much fun it was. That's how much fun it was because yeah. I, I think I was I was probably pretty drunk. So, but there was a sporting twist to it, so it's not like you're just drinking all day, right? You know, no, least, we were competitors. We were athletes. Yeah, you're athletic. Yeah, 
And, uh, you know, you're getting out there. You're challenging yourself, being social. Yeah. Positive thing. It is. And she's going all George Thurgood and sitting at home drinking some whiskey. Well, you know when I drink alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old granddad. I prefer to drink by myself. Yeah. So that's uh, – I'm trying to think. That's all we got in the Opry world right now. That's a lot of good stuff going that's on now. Yeah, we're uh, – so if people want to check you out and check out all your information, they go to allaboutapraiski.com. Uh, allaboutapraiski.com. And you, and you got the shirts for sale and the Shotsky there too as well? For sale, the Shotsky's for sale. I like that hat you got too. Uh, this That's is the nice. new school trucker hat. Nice. It's actually fairly new. I don't know if I had it up last time I was on. The new school trucker hat. All right. Trucker. There it is. There it is. So I, I kind of dig this one myself. That's really nice, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I, you know, I try to keep the blog updated. Uh, I just put up today about Wasatch Brewery, which is on Main Street in Park City. There they are. They are kind of like the pioneers of of craft beer in, in Utah. I believe they were the first craft brewery, and I know for a fact they were the first craft brew pub. I know they're the they're polygamy porter. Polygamy porter, delicious. Yep. I got a coffee cup upstairs. Yep. I will tell you this: I recently had their first one down winter warmer, which I really really enjoyed. Was that at Ski Utah? No, I no. Uh, I because well, they, they had a bunch of stuff there too, right? They did. Maybe I believe I had the Snowbird session there. Oh, uh, okay. But I did. Uh, I I had they sent <clears> me some uh, polygamy not polygamy porter the first one down because I had it in the ski themed beer article. Now they're my research. They um they do make some some good beers. I do have a problem with their um their world record shot ski. Thing's huge. The attempt. Yeah. But they were drinking shots of beer. Yeah. That kind yeah, of that was me. weird. That really kind of annoyed me. Well, I guess and I don't understand what was it a I, I guess in a sense that because of the masses. But Breckenridge, when they did it, they because they, they kept going back and forth. Like yeah. it's not a real shot ski unless it has like alcohol like be hard alcohol on a, in a shot on, on shot ski yeah yeah I, I i can understand what they're doing though i'm a like, purist though what can yeah, i say you know you are you're 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 very traditionalist uh but i can i could get it i get it i mean they're pushing their product yeah you know it looks like a shot ski but it wasn't used as a shot ski so for me it's Listen, null and void as a shot ski. about making new friends no matter yeah what that's true yeah yeah and uh one thing I forgot to mention, speaking of our Shotsky, I made new friends. Um, I did. We did do, aside from the Shotsky with the guys from Facet Skis, uh, we did a sweatshirt and uh, and a long sleeve tee and a hat uh, with a graphic that we came up with. Uh, we call it This Way to Opry. And it's a couple uh, people kind of ripping it down a cool slope. Oh, nice. And then the hat that we did there is actually it's got the same graphic, but that is a that is an Alley Caps original. So um, Ali is uh, she's she's another new friend of ours, and she's a very talented. Those are all hand sewn. Uh, oh wow! Truckers. And it's oh, pretty wow. cool. Uh, so she you know she kind of buys the swatches and and gets the print all done up and stitches it up so they're all made to order when they're you buy all these. made to order it's it's, it's each cool. one is unique yeah that's really cool yeah, yeah. so kind of cool uh like i said they're all handmade and so i'm uh you know that's one of the cool things i guess about the ski industry is that you know people are people are friendlier than others i mean it's the only reason i met you guys you know yeah yeah, yeah that's right 
he reached out to me on Instagram. The guys from Facet reached out to me on Instagram. Next thing you know, we're talking to Allie from Alley Caps and you know, it's a cool, it's a cool little uh, community we have. It's a beautiful thing. And you know what? It's, it's cool to people have the attitude. It's not a zero sum game, you know, right. just because someone else is doing well, doesn't mean you're not, you know, like we're all kind of in this it doesn't mean that you can't help. We're all kind of in the love of skiing, you know, right. and that's all as long as we can keep doing that and having fun doing it and doing whatever, you know, whatever we're doing with products and podcasts or whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's all just fun. It's, I think in general, it just makes the world a better place. Everybody I mean, helping each other out, you know? Definitely. It's people helping people. As, uh, people have, it's holy shirts and pants. Holy shirts and pants. Somebody's got to pay it to the left hands. And we're back to the left hand again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so that's about that, folks. See, so, yeah, and then you're on Instagram, too? All about Apre? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We were back. Yeah. The side trick there. Uh, Instagram, all about Apre. Twitter, all about Apre. Um. My Facebook page is all about Opry Ski. I am on Pinterest as God knows what. But like I said, I did get five new pins since we last spoke. Nice. I don't hey, know how. We... I can't even find myself. But... Pinning ain't easy. Uh, Pinning ain't easy. Fun. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. All about Opry. I'm all about Opry on Pinterest, too. There yeah, you I'm go. Consistent. Brand Hopefully cohesion. Help. Yeah. Nice. Makes me wonder why I'm all about Opry Ski on Facebook. <laughs> little jack wagon I am. Yeah. Could be worse. Um, and then Google Plus, Rich Stoner. Boom. Good <laughs> <laughs> old Google Plus. Oh, the Goog. Under the ropes. Mario. So this is two weeks in a row. We've got kayak stories. Crazy yeah. kayak stories. Crazy kayak. It's not this is like this is like uh I don't know, like meth kayak infused like stories coming up. It's crazy. I never so, knew the kayak world was so turbulent. Yeah, I'm, I'm t- there's like a lot of backhanded deceiving. It's like a it's like Game of Thrones with the kayaks, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's what it's I like. Feel like. This is like some Nancy Kerrigan kind of shit. Like it is. Chick yeah. looks crazy when you see her. She looks a little crazy. She so like the kayak that tried to stab Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. Yeah, she Tanya looks Harding. like Tanya Harding. She does, right? <laughs> so like, the kayak killer. She wants to. Yeah. yeah. It's like psych. There's psycho. Like they could be old lady glasses, or I'm just a psycho, and I'm looking at you with these creepy glasses. Um. All right. So anyway, the kayak killer wants to claim her fiance's four hundred ninety-one thousand dollar insurance policy. So, uh, this crazy, uh, this crazy lady is. Uh, she's convicted. She killed her her fiance, uh, but she's actually not giving up on trying to claim. The half million, uh, the roughly half million dollars from his insurance policy. So, so the fact, so, like, so she, so how did this go down? Like back in 2015, she like pulled the plug on his kayak in the Hudson. Yeah. So I'm like, I guess maybe he was stuck in there. Or he couldn't get out, but supposedly she pulled the plug, uh, his kayak filled and she watched him drown. Oh my She just watched God. him while he drowned. I'm like, damn, that's cold blooded. Cold hearted bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then she, she's like, shh. It's like, shh. See you later, motherfucker. Embrace the darkness, my love. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I could see her saying something like that. She looks like a creepy one. Um, but anyway, so she did that, but then she took a plea where she pled guilty to criminal criminal negligent homicide. So by doing that, um, since she's not a convicted killer, 
the law that prevents somebody from benefiting from killing somebody doesn't come into effect. There's a uh, thanks lawyer called the Slayer Law or something. Um, it's crazy stuff, man. Um, yeah, the Slayer Rule. New York has a Slayer Rule where convicted murderers can't cash in on the deaths of their victims, but because she had a homicide plea, uh, that doesn't apply to her. So she can collect it, and she was listed as, I guess, a 45% uh, beneficiary on the policy, and she would get that much money. So the family's trying to fight it. They're saying she shouldn't, Um, and I guess they're saying they would actually have to prove that she recklessly caused her lover's death in order to – Not just cause it, but recklessly caused it. Recklessly caused. And I I guess a judge ruled on it. Face in the picture. Yeah, seriously. She's like, Yeah, she's like, screw you guys. I killed him. I'm going to get the money. She's like, I played guilty to it. I'm still going to get that half a million dollars. Going to make it rain. That is crazy crap, man. That is creepy. That's a a piece of garbage that really shouldn't get anything but a nice kick in her ass, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, also, thanks, New York, for the Slayer rule. That's a. I just thought Slayer was a band. I know, right? I it's the Slayer rule. Slayer gets all the proceeds from unclaimed insurance policies. <laughs> the band is doing great these days. Crushing yeah. it. <laughs> all right, next up. This is a story that I appreciate a lot. So 50 Cent, the, the rapper, he forgot he accepted Bitcoin for his 2014 album and now has $7 million in Bitcoin. Damn. So yeah, he uh, he had a 2014 album, Animal Ambition, which apparently like didn't sell that well. It only sold like a I think like a hundred thousand copies. Yeah, it was a stinker, right? According, yeah, Billboard said it was like a flop, and uh, it turns out he accepted Bitcoin back then, which that 700 he earned because at that time it was around like 400 bucks per, and now he's uh, rolling in about seven to eight million dollars. Damn. And it's funny, like there's um. He has a uh, he posted something on Instagram a couple of years ago, and he says, "I'm gonna keep it real. I forgot I did that shit." Has <laughs> <laughs> now deleted that comment off of Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and I think part of the problem too is apparently he filed for bankruptcy last year, so I think he maybe was trying to keep that on the DL. And I don't know exactly who discovered that he had this money, or if there was some sort of um, group that was maybe holding it for him. It said something that it was held in an account that it, that he forgot about, and somebody, I guess, noticed that it was there, and I guess was trying to figure out, well, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. Seven or eight million bucks sitting around. Yeah, yeah. damn, that'd be a nice uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, like imagine you have so much money, you forget about it. Ah, uh, problems I wish I had. Yeah. Yeah. It could happen if I have enough money to ski. I'd be skiing uh, and not realizing that I had my Bitcoin socked away. I don't know. But you know what? You gotta you gotta embrace the the struggle. That's right. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. We're embracing it. And 50 Cent also, he was the one who, back in 2004, had that endorsement deal with vitamin water. He ended up making half a billion dollars back then. Like, how the fuck do you lose that kind of money? How do you blow through half a billion? Yeah, at least Tyson was smart enough to open a marijuana ranch. See? Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah. He reinvented his life after that. I mean, he went through a change. I don't understand how bad are you with money that you can blow half a bill, half a billion. Half a taxes, billion. So it's like I mean, I can a, understand half a million. Yes, but half a billion. Only a quarter billion. A quarter billion. Only $250 million. Like, how does it happen? Like, you yeah. can get the dumbest. At least put like something away. Yeah. I mean, you have it. 
you can just put just put like half of that in a savings account, yeah. making almost no return, and you'll still be doing really okay. Really That's when you want to just see their books and see like the ridiculous shit they bought with it. Like you bought like a real mink, like yeah, a bunch of or something like that. Like just something. Stupid, yeah. like yeah, a bunch of bunch of emus, and I forgot that they were around. Not and like I thought it would. Yeah. Alpacas running around the yard and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't have papers, apparently. I thought they did. Did not have papers. Not did not have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's got to be all sorts of stupid stuff. I'm sure his, his quote unquote friends took a, a bunch of money too. Yeah, that's funny. All right, well, you know, because the world is a funny place, the Trenton Thunder in New Jersey, uh, if anybody knows, uh, Trenton's in New Jersey, um, they are rebranding themselves. They're, uh, they're a minor league baseball team, rebranding themselves from the Trenton Thunder to the Trenton Pork Roll. Now, um, only on Fridays during the season. <laughs> only on Fridays. Um, I don't know why Friday is Pork Roll Day. Um, Friday fun day. Friday fun day. Maybe we could, you know, do some special Friday pork roll thing on the uh, on the menu. I wish the, they put a the picture. Of Chris By Christie. the way, I love pork roll, but this pork roll mascot looks so <laughs> unappetizing. <laughs> it looks like just damn like this nasty bologna look looking. Right at the bottom over here, but but yeah. I do want this hat though. The hat is so awesome, I isn't really it? Really want this hat. Well, they had How about the mascot. Too. You see the mascot picture. The mascot looks it looks disgusting. You know what he looks like? Did you looks like a big fatty piece of bologna we're running around. He looks like the Chappelle show sketch when they had the um the STDs. <laughs> <laughs> he looks it's like, like a gonorrhea. <laughs> it's a gonorrhea pork roll guy. Oh my god. Well they they actually the Trenton gonorrhea. The Trenton yeah. <laughs> Trenton uh, so they did a, a pork roll like a one off earlier this year and they actually have hats you can buy right now from like lat like this year's hat i don't oh, think it's really as good as the new one this year's one it's got like a like it has like a it's like Ooh. a sandwich <laughs> break that hat out have a nice pbr and some like pork it, roll yeah i like the happy it's got a face on it pork roll better yeah yeah pork roll is good for you ding yes and if you are if you're not from new jersey and you have never had pork roll before there was a good description of it it was kind of like a like a spicy bologna with a breakfast sausage consistency. Yeah, and you, you fry it. And I like it I fried like pretty pretty well done. And then you have that on a nice um, tail ham, egg, and cheese. Which, yeah, you know, but, they well, call it pork tail, roll. They call it tail pork, ham. Pork roll, egg, and cheese. Yeah, pork roll. Yeah, pork roll. Well, on, like a, on, on an everything bagel with runny eggs. Salt, pepper, ketchup. Yeah. God, I'm drooling. <laughs> it is good. I mean, when you're eating it, you got to think like, don't think about what I'm eating. Don't think it, and it's just good. Erotic charcuterie. I never really think about what I'm eating. Hashtag erotic charcuterie. <laughs> that's right. That's in the erotic charcuterie category. <laughs> like that song. Uh, yeah, just like straight up porn music playing in the background. That Enigma that, song. Yeah. <laughs> Roulette just melting all over the place. Porn music all over your hot pork roll. You got this big fatty piece of pork roll dancing around with hands coming around his fucking. <laughs> Middle of <laughs> just like <laughs> be okay. So yeah, just so have another pork roll. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna finish it off. I mean, this week. Speaking of pork roll, speaking of pork roll, and speaking of erotic charcuterie, this was a fun story. The guy who played Barney the dinosaur now runs a tantric sex business. 
Listen, I'm not going to lie. When you sent me this lineup and I saw this was the case, my first reaction to this was, is anybody surprised? I love you. You love me. Honestly, I'm just glad that he's not he, – he didn't become like a pedophile or something like that. Look at this character. I, you know what? Mary, you're right. This guy, it would not surprise me if that came out at some point. Yeah. I mean, you hear so many horror stories. I'm like, yo, this isn't bad. This is, this is good he's doing something good with his life. Well, this guy, <laughs> like this dude is like he's, – he's a fascinating guy. He's a tantric massage specialist and a spiritual healer. His name is David Joyner. Um, he lasts three uh, – these sessions that he creates, these tantric massages, they're three to four hours. They cost $350. He only has female clients. Convenient. Oh, Yeah. And uh, these female clients can expect to receive a ritual bath, chakra balancing, and a massage. Also Ooh. on the menu, cosmic, mind-blowing orgasms. The best part about it is um, he does it in the Barney suit, right? <laughs> does, he, does he hum, I love you? For an extra 50 me? bucks, he will, yes. <laughs> he's just sitting there massaging away. Apparently, he's, he's got a business. He's got 30 clients, or goddesses, as he calls them. And he unblocks the energy of two to four women a week. Yeah, he, blocks, he unblocks something. <laughs> sure as hell ain't energy. Clean the pipes. He's unblocking it. <laughs> Apparently, Roto Rooter man. He was a software analyst before that, and now he's uh. No, he's just soft. He's just a tantric <laughs> love. Is that guy, analyst apparently. or analyst? <laughs> <laughs> software analyst. Oh well, he's saying that you know the energy he, that he had in the costume was based on the foundation of Tantra, which is love. Everything stems, grows, and evolves from love. Even when you have emotionally blocked energy, the best way to remove it is to remove it with love and then replace it with God's divine love. Love Uh, And allows you to continue to grow. I think what my friend is trying to say here is that love is blind. (laughs) So I'm thinking he's doing like the Barry White, the Barry White (laughs) boss. He's like, come on, girl, let me give you some love. Yeah, oh, little goddesses going. Like I said, was anybody really surprised by this? Yeah, no. Yeah, he, uh, he <laughs> no. really believes in this. You know, he's uh, from kids' TV show to tantric sex just, dinosaur. You just never know who's in that costume. Yeah, you know, he reinvented himself. I'm telling you, yeah. like Fitty. <laughs> like that's right. Like Fitty. Does the Barney guy have any Bitcoin? Does he accept Bitcoin in his tantric massage? Maybe he if should. He did. He forgot he had it. God, he had it. It's all in the costume. He he just ex- accepts the Bitcoin for the quote unquote tips. Just, just a tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this whole article goes on and on too. It's yeah, a little bit. It's really not worth reading. No, it really. Well, it, you know what? If you uh, if you're a big Barney fan. Or if yeah. you have kids that are Barney fans, you might want to uh, destroy their childhood by having them read this. If you have kids that are Barney fans, immediately remove that from your DVR. Yeah. I'm gonna wait for the I'm gonna wait for the thirty for thirty on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a Vice article, so I could see Vice doing a little yeah. uh, documentary it's on this. On yeah, it'd be like a nice little special. Well, if you need some chakra balancing or mind-blowing orgasms, you can go to skibumpodcast.com because that's the kind of information we provide. And we will, of course, have links to all of these wonderful stories that we we posted this week. Um, thank you so much again for listening, and thank you, Rich, for for joining us again. <laughs> thank you, Rich. Yeah, it was oh, a lot God. of fun. It's just a little bit better now that I know Barney is a tantric sex expert. 
Remember See, the and, um, and by listening to the show, this is this is what people get. They get good information they wouldn't get elsewhere. This the, is true. The more you know, this knowledge is, is power. It's it not is. just the information; it's the way we present the information that's really the key. These are the hard hitting stories that's what it boils down to. that the ski public needs. They and hit hard- very hard, and we pound them at people, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave that there. <laughs> and hashtag erotic charcuterie. So. Uh, it's opening soon, folks. It is opening soon. Keep keep tabs. So thank you again so much for listening. Check us out, skibonepodcast.com. We are available on the socials, twitter.com slash skibonepodcast, facebook.com slash skibonepodcast, instagram.com slash skibonepodcast. We're going to have photos from outdoor retailer the next couple days. Be sure to keep an eye out for that. Um, we're also on Pinterest, Highfalutin, SoundCloud, Highfalutin-SkiBum. Mario, have a dynamite trip to Valtherens. We can't wait to see the photos, to hear about it. Check out the socials. They'll be out. uh, I'll be trying to post every day. There you go. Follow the socials to check that out. Yeah. And the app race scene is supposed to be just bananas. Good app. Folly douche. The folly douche. Yes. uh, Yeah. Try to uh, see Check out the Rocklet there. Let us know how I'll I'll, I'll tell you how the Rocklet game is going and if they have erotic charcuterie. Perfect. So, yeah, so I guess next time we come back, we'll um, probably get a recap of Valtherens. So, can't wait for that and have fun, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluting. See you.